Welcome to Uncultured Bias Podcast. My name is Kamara Williams. I am your host. On our show, we say that culture is a matter of perspective and opinion. After all, culture is just another way to stay discovered. We are on culture, we are biased, and we are black. Now, if you're just tuning in, uh, you know, for our show, first of all, this is our 20th show. So shout out to that. Um, you know, before we start, I want to remind everybody to subscribe to our podcast uh, on Apple and Spotify. And visit my website, KamaraWilliams.com, where I have an active blog, and sometimes I provide a filler for that week's episode, and sometimes discover cover topics that I didn't get to uh, mention on, or even expand upon. Um, often, this is also a website for people to suggest uh, topics. Um, I get them all the time, so I, I monitor the messages, and they come right to my email. So, uh, you know, check that out. Also, if you're listening on Apple, please be sure to rate my episode. Uh, I'd ask, or this episode, or even past episodes, uh, five star rating if you're so inclined, and uh, you know, leave a message. Um, that's a great way for uh, Apple to see engagement, and it just helps with the algorithm. So everything uh, works on that end, and I just would appreciate it. And I thank you guys for listening. All right. So now that we've done that, um, we labeled this. A last week we labeled a pop culture cleanser, and I, I, you know, I, I kind of like that idea. So until you know, I come up with a different title, that's we're going to keep running with. And uh, we did that with my boy Rob. So like we always do this time, let's go ahead and bring him on right now. Rob, you still with us? What's happening? What's happening? Back in the building. Back in the building. All right, yo. Um. So, yo, a lot of shit happened this week, bro. Yo, a lot happened. We Between were, news and music and TV, like, shit was going down. Shit was going down this week, man. It was a lot. I kept texting you. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to talk about this. Yep. Then the next day was, oh, shit, we got to talk about this. And it was like, it was just got like, oh, man, like, I don't even know if we got time. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, we're going to try to cover it all, but, I mean, it's just, I I don't even know. Where, where do we start, man? First of all, what are you drinking? Are you drinking anything? Uh, No, nah, not tonight. Not, not drinking tonight? anything. I wish yeah, I, I'm chilling. I wish I could chilling. the same. I, I, drank, I drank last night, so, you know, I'm 30, 37 years old now. The, the back-to-backs aren't yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can't <laughs> do, you can't do back-to-back nights. You got to take, you got to do a rest. <laughs> yeah, take a recovery oh, night. Oh, man. <laughs> when those veterans, man, you got to monitor those minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got what's up? <laughs> <laughs> got a monitor. To me. You you one of them uh, vets, man? Where you like, hey man, he played thirty eight minutes the night before, so we're gonna get have, we have to give him some rest for the next two games. Listen, call me call me load management, bro. You are load management. <laughs> load management, Ka- Kawhi Leonard, load management. <laughs> you know, you take, you take me out for drinks one night. Don't don't expect the follow up night right behind it. Mm-mm. Oh, you know you what? Just, I feel that though. <laughs> I feel that. You know what's wild about that is, I mean, the bounce back was so wild when you were in our twenties, man. Bruh, I just don't crazy. I don't. Understand. I don't know how we did it. I don't know how we did. I I remember like I used to just go hard in the paint, wake up, play ball for like yep. hours. Yep. Then. Go right back to go hard in the paint and then do the same thing. Like Friday through Sunday was just or Thursday, really. Thursday through Sunday was just like I had I had 
a reservoir of energy I don't understand. And just do it again. Do it again. Every weekend. Every, I mean, Thursday night party, Friday, somehow roll out of bed and hit those Friday classes. Hit the Friday, After- <laughs> hit the Friday class, get that out the way. Then we're ready. Take a, go home, chill for a bit get the energy levels back up, and then we're right back at it at happy hour. I'm, but you know what? Even, like, not even classes. Like, even when in our 20s, like, out of college, I was oh, yeah. I was still able to, like, just go. I could I could go, man. You know? I will, I will never forget. Oh, man, I was maybe two years out of college. One, yeah, like, two years out of college, and I was working for Deloitte accounting firm. Mm-hmm. And there was a Roots concert that night in D.C. And went to the Roots concert on a Thursday night. And and it was like a small venue. I mean, like a they play like a little 100 person little bar club venue. The Roots. Yeah. So. And they were jamming like they didn't hold back on the equipment. Right. All I remember is that Friday morning at work, I couldn't hear a thing. My ears were still ringing. People was trying to talk to me in the office. I'm just nodding my head like, yep, uh-huh. Yeah, I got that report. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just counting the hours. First, I was just counting the hours to get to lunch. So I could take an hour nap in the car at lunch break. Wow. Then, <laughs> then, then come for the home stretch from, from 1 p.m. to 5 and then get the hell up out of there and go party again. You know what? I, first of all, shout out to the Roots. Um, uh, yeah. I I have some Roots stories, man. I can tell you a Roots story. Uh, I remember it was, it was, I think it was college. I don't remember. I don't know. We went to a concert, and I remember the Roots used to play these small shows. Man, they didn't. They didn't play big, big halls or anything like that. No, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. They small, intimate shows. Small, yeah, intimate shows. Yeah, and um, we went to a show in the Bay Area. It's when I was obviously in California, and we ended up going, getting backstage, and um, just chilling out with Black Thought. And what? Yeah, and uh, yeah, chilling, chilling in, in his room, chilling back when you know we were, you know, partaking in adult beverages and and adult adult activities with the with the herb, and um, you know, it was like live. It was just like he was just chilling, man. It was it was dope. Um, I I I'll never forget that. But I I I have uh. Deep love for the roots, and that's one of my favorite memories of going to. I don't know how. We, actually, I know how we ended up backstage because one of the people we knew was their road manager at the time, which is a, uh, a crazy story in in and of itself. Um, okay, yeah, that's another pod from the day. But yeah, man, I I um I got love for the roots. You know, okay, so we talked about like you know recovery and shit like that. Like, why is it when you get in your thirties? You have to, and then, you know, obviously, literally, it's like after 35, you hang out after for like one day. Like, it could be like a Friday night. You need like a two-day buffer. Oh, sure. You can't, you cannot hang out 
like on a Saturday and be ready for work on Monday. Like not at all. It's like you need I like if I'm hanging out on Friday, like I need Saturday and Sunday to get my <laughs> shit together. Like Saturday's a wash. Sunday I'm Done. just starting to feel like myself. Right? And, and go ahead. And and on top of that, don't ain't first of all Look, don't ask me to stay out till one in the morning, two in the morning. That's done. Okay, yeah. those days over. Yeah, did been there, done that. So if it ain't a day party, oh yeah, or if the night's not ending by midnight at worst, I'm 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 gone. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm good for the I'm good for the ghost, bro. I'm I will, I, I'm, I will I am I'm known for the legendary ghost. I'd be like, yeah, I'm about to um go to the restroom. Out, gone, gone. <laughs> that is my move. I don't tell people. I don't. I don't do the yo. I'm peace out. All right. I don't do that anymore. I just go. I just go. You know. No. You don't know I'm gone until I get a text like an hour later when I've already showered and lotioned up in my bed. You know, talking about, hey, bro, you leave? Yeah, man, I'm I'm home. Yeah, I'm home. <laughs> I'm home. Bro. I'm about to go to bed. I'm about to bed. I'm in bed, bro. Like I. I you know, they be like, "Yo, you didn't even tell us you were leaving." Nah, I didn't. Uh, I, or I'd be like, "Yeah, man, I, I was looking for y'all." <laughs> I'll hit, I'll hit, I'll hit one of the homies with the uh, "I made it home safe" text. Yeah. That's all they know. Oh, made yeah. it home. Safe. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I made it home safe. Okay. Oh, oh you're, you're a decent fellow. I don't even do that much. <laughs> I might. I just be like, "Yeah, oh, y'all still out there? Cool. I'm home." <laughs> Yeah, man, it's something in our genetics. Something happens, like you said, around thirty-five. Like Some, shit just changes, bro. Your energy level <laughs> drops, and then each, each year after that, it gets the levels go down lower, and then you just be like, I, I, I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do yeah. it, man. I, you know what? Like, Shout out to my friends who are like promoters and uh, who listen to this podcast. They do this shit every week. I don't like Reggie King. Shout out to Reggie Reginald King. Um, you know, his first of all, his parties look elite. I text him all the time that, that your parties, man, they they look amazing. Uh, and there's those are reasons why I don't go. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but moving on. Moving on. So, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> is it because is it because you know that's their livelihood? Maybe. No, he's, he's actually he's actually like I don't even do, I want to tell what his day job is. Okay, so yeah. that's not even his day job. Let's just say that that's not even his day job. No, it ain't his day job. Oh, you know? oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. He's got a whole four hundred one k. Okay, <laughs> he okay. got a whole whole ins- he got real insurance. Yeah. He got real insurance, man. And he's, a, whole, like, a whole health plan, you know? non non Obamacare yeah, health plan. He, he ain't on Cobra. You know? Okay. Okay. No. Okay. He's really, he's really out. You know, and I just be like, golly, boy, I'd shout, I'd be saluting him every week. I'm like, man, you, you are the real MVP. I don't know how you do it because I would be exhausted if I had to party every weekend. I put a bullet in my head. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't at this age. I can't do like, it. I put a bullet in my head. I'd be like, just, just, just take me to the gulag, man. I, don't, I can't do it no more. I can't. If you, you told me I had to party. Every weekend for four weeks straight to collect a million dollars, I'll probably never see that million. I've been like, not only party, like entertain, entertain. Like, oh god, you, you are the host, mm. so you have to make other people have a good time too. That shit sounds exhausting. 
That shit. I'm tired. Just thinking about it. Tired. Think about it. All right, enough of the old man talk. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of exhausting, back to segue back into the week. Uh, so this week, um, a lot of shit happened. Man, all right, so the Nike thing. So okay. Everybody knows I'm, an, I'm a huge shoe head, sneaker head, right? Right, right. That's like legit, legit, right, you know? Um, you know, I, I mean, I, did you have an opinion on that shit or not really? No. Um, not really because I'm not really a sneakerhead. Again, I'm familiar with the lifestyle. I'm familiar with the culture. Yeah. Um, but I don't have the app. Yeah. I'm not first line when the drop happens. So yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna turn it over to you. But I'm gonna ask some questions that people may be at, may be thinking to themselves about this whole situation. Okay. All right. Uh. Well, for those who are not familiar, um. Nike's VP steps down. The, the vice president of North American sales stepped down uh, after the her own son was caught. Um, a story came out. All right. The Bloomberg report was doing a story regarding sneakers, the sneaker industry, and how it's just exclusive and all this other shit, right? And so, um, you know, they featured this guy uh, that... You know, he went by some alias, whatever, um, and he showed his factory in Dumb in Portland. But he had glasses and he had the mask and all this other shit. And, you know, he was trying to buy an alias, but people kind of put two and two together. And they're like, wait a minute, that's so-and-so's son. And he ended up, they ended up figuring out that your, that his parent works for Nike. Oh, that's not a big deal, right? Okay, parent works for Nike. The... Issue is, is that he, he was w- using Nike's official corporate credit card to purchase over $132,000 just on one pair of sneakers. One wow. pair of sneakers. So she was head of VP. They worked there for 25 years. The VP son used her corporate credit card to uh, buy... Sneakers when they dropped. Not only is that crazy, it shortened up the market. And yes, and it shortened up the market, and it made the uh, uh, it made like you know like these shoes even more exclusive. By the way, the person's name was Ann Herbert. All right, okay, and she was working. Uh-huh. In, um, again, the Bloomberg report came out. You know, prior to this. And the person's name was 19-year-old uh, Joe, Joe Herbert, but he went by the name of West Coast Joe. I mean, West Coast Joe. West Coast Joe. Now, West Coast Joe. Sounds like, sound like a shady mug. First of, all, first of all, if I'm really in the, if I'm really trying to disguise, I'm not going to be like West Coast Kamara. <laughs> Nobody's going to know it's me because my last name's not on there. Like, you know. East Coast Rob. East Coast yeah. Rob. You know. <laughs> Who happens to have a factory or happens to have a a, a, a warehouse right next door to Nike? <laughs> you know, it was just like, like this this kid was so stupid. It was like he he went for a drop of clout, a drop of clout, just to you know, and fucked up his mom's career. So, all right, so let me let me get this right. 
So he gets his mom's corporate credit card. Yes. When the exclusive sneakers come out, when the drop happens. Let's say Jordan 1s. Yeah. All right. So the Jordan 1s come out. And um, so he, he knows the release date. He would buy the Jordan 1s at an did he buy it for cheap and then resell it no, for a he profit? Bought, no. So, okay, let's say Jordan, the Jordan ones right now, like another one's coming out tomorrow, of course, and they are $180. The way the sneaker right. app works is that you can never get these fucking shoes. Like, I'm on them at, like, 950 every damn time, and I wait in line, like most people. And at 10 o'clock, I'm clicking a button. Like, not even, like, it could be, like, 959. I'm pressing the button, like, rapidly. And it doesn't right. matter. You and thousands of other people are. And thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people. Uh-huh. We are literally clicking on the button to get these shoes. We can't get these shoes because within a millisecond, they're sold out in every size. Then you have to go into the secondary market, all right, to purchase these shoes. Like, let's say they're 180 bucks. Now I have to go into the secondary market. Depending on the type of shoe, it might be a $300, $400 shoe. Uh, and this I is see. where West Coast Joe makes his money because he buys these damn shoes for $180 and he sells them at a, on the secondary market. Now, gotcha. so he now how did how did he how does he beat everybody else and beat the bot to get make sure he gets the shoes he wants? I don't know, but he's getting hundreds of thousands of pairs of shoes and he's getting using it on a corporate credit card. Why this is so nefarious is because Nike is essentially shortening the market. And they're creating exclusivity. So when something becomes mm-hmm. rare, it drives up the price. So they know. Right. You no, know, Nike's trying to deny all couple bills. Oh, we didn't know. But it's like, how do you not know that somebody's spending millions of dollars on merchandise on your corporate credit card? Somebody either an accountant's getting fired or they're turning they're turning the uh, uh, blind eye. So right. you're a drug dealer. You are shortening the market by creating a frenzy by making sure there's no there's not enough product on the street you see what i'm saying because nobody's because nobody's gonna care about jordan's if you're like eh, everybody gets jordan don't give a shit you know what i mean but you it creates a better interest and it creates more more buzz be like because it's like the beyonce thing right it's increasing the exclusivity it's of it increasing the exclusivity of it so like it's like the beyonce so you know the the, the ivy parks um mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants Ivy parts. You can't, it's hard to get them. So you best, best believe next time you get them, you're like, oh, I got some Ivy parts. Now, everybody named mama got Ivy parts. That shit was that damn, you know, Dick sporting goods. That shit wouldn't make, wouldn't really move the needle. Right. Yeah. Because everybody got them. Like, oh, you just got Ivy park. Yeah, everybody got, got Ivy park. But what uh-huh. makes Ivy park so, you know, wonderful is because it's hard to get that shit. It's hard. And, and all I, of this time, all the sneaker heads were, Basically playing behind the eight ball from West Coast Joe. West Coast Joe, and, people like him, yeah. Yep, and people like him who were getting all the the uh, the sneakers at the retail price, right? And then just reselling them for profit, and and keep, I'm sure keeping some of their their favorites as well, right? And, right. and marketing themselves as like because they're like conventions that these people go to and everything and. And brag about which sneakers they have, and 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 market, and market their collection. Like 
I know PJ Tucker in the NBA has like a huge collection and stuff like that, right? Right, right, right. You know, wow. So, I mean, and by the way, Ivy Park is on Adidas, but it's just same concept. But Nike, Nike has created what they call the hype beast, where they Mm -hmm. create these exclusive sneakers. They only make ten thousand pairs of them, and you know, of these sneakers, and now you're you're battling for ten thousand pairs. You know, and so that's and then once you can't get that ten thousand, you know, you're like, all right, I'm gonna get this next pair, and that's what it drives the sneaker, and then to become a conventions, and you have to go. I don't, go, I don't go deep. This sneaker, this sneaker world goes deep. I don't go that deep. You know, yeah. I just try to. If I can't get them, I, I might get a shoe on the secondary market. I've only won on the sneaker app like three times in my like all my years. Um, but rough you know, estimate. How many times have you? Have you gone for it in out of those three times that you actually won on that? No, I've won three times. Like out of like, no, that's not, but overall, how many times have you like uh, tried to get? Oh Jesus, man! I I Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're, we're talking three for hundred, three for two hundred. <laughs> it might be like three for two hundred, some shit like that. Like it might be some. I don't know. I haven't counted, but get, get put it like this: tomorrow there's gonna be another drop. I will be on there at nine fifty five a.m. or nine fifty, pressing on the button, and I ninety percent of me expect to lose. You know. And yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I just kind of know, I know I'm not going to get these sneakers. Damn, the fiends be ready though. We be ready. We be ready. Yeah, we listen. We we be like Tyrone Biggins, man. You know, we be ready. Right. Yeah, you know. Ooh, but you know, um. So, all right. So what? So what do you think? Will there be a fallout I don't in know. the industry in the hype beat because of this? situation that it came up this week i don't know that man. i don't know i just i have no i don't know i don't know because i know like the mom the mom like left nike after 25 years she quit yeah she quit yeah right. Right. um i don't know but like what the fallout's gonna be you know like is that and the thing is is, is it yeah i know i'm the lawyer i should know this but it's like it feels like that's illegal to be using corporate funds for, uh-huh. for non-corporate, like you know what I mean? Like that's there's something there, like taxable entity. Like you're not, like you're not. You're, exactly, like you said earlier with the accountant. There's some. There were some accountants that knew this because every corporate credit card has accountants that are assigned to it to keep track and keep checks and balances and records of the charges. Right. That's why reports are asked to be filed. Right. On each, on every corporate credit card, you have mm-hmm. to fill out an expense report mm-hmm. every month. So you're right. Somebody just turned a blind eye when Stevie Wonder and just was like, "What charges?" Right. Like, <laughs> why? Why are we buying our own product? Like, <laughs> why? Why is every week I'm seeing hundreds of thousands of dollars of Nike on its expense? Like, what the fuck are we buying every week? Like, you know, like. On this same account. On the same account. account. Like, who is this? Who is West Coast Joe? (laughs) Why why is West Coast Joe every week like spending all this money? Like, so I, it's just, I don't know, man. Listen, crazy. Listen, if Ryan ever does something like this, I'm gonna need Ryan to not be called West Coast Ryan. I hope I've instilled enough creativity in my son <laughs> to come up with a better alias 
East Coast I hope Ryan. I can build enough enough street smarts, I'm, you know, in my boy, <laughs> that he does not call himself uh, Carolina Ryan. Carolina <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Like, oh, bro. I can't uh, help you. I can't help you. Uh, you, you'd be disappointed. Like, oh, motherfucker, I'll raise you better. I'll raise you I better did, than this. I thought I'd be better than this. I, I know. I, I know you ain't from the streets, but I taught you the streets. I, <laughs> I tried to instill my knowledge into your suburban ass. Come on, bro. Come on. Oh shit! Uh, I know the mom was like. I know that ain't who I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> when she saw that damn video, she was like, I know. I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> oh, man. Duh. Wow. Oh, man. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so shout out to Sneakers for giving us perpetual L's. The sneaker app for giving right. perpetual L's. So, all right, what else? Crazy world. Crazy, crazy world. Crazy world, man. All right, let's talk, let's talk some more business. All right. We have a partnership between Square, the Square app, okay. Square yeah. um, FinTech company, yeah. and Jigga Man, Jay Z title. Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. Um, now the Jay Z's been he's been he's been actually doing some things. Um, I I know he sold to the Champagne deal, right? Right. So do you right. want to like? I know I don't think we we at least talked. Um, I mean, see, I think that's in a different. See, no, I and, think it, it, I think it adds. I think it adds. Let, let's. I, I, I kind of want to talk. I, I want to talk about that. Okay. Okay. All right. Go for it. Because it all ties in, right? So, right. Right. Um, Jay Z, like I think it was uh, two weeks ago, he yep. sold fifty percent of his stake in the to um, LVMH. Which owns Don Perignon and Moet Chandon. Um, mm-hmm. He owns a brand called um, Ace of Spades. Uh, it's right. Of, I mean, that's a that's a colloquial name. It's like Armand de Brignac or whatever. I'm, I'm not I'm not rich enough and fancy enough to say the fucking name. So thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, spades. Yeah. We just call it Spades, though, right? Ace of Spades. Right. And I think the deal is like over six hundred million dollars. Right, and so Jay Z brought got in a six hundred million dollar deal, and his share, I think, brings him at a payout of like three hundred and fifteen million dollars cash. All right, yep. Put that on the the table. So we got three fifteen mil. Three fifteen from Champagne, and he sold fifty percent stock in the company. So fifty percent of his yeah, fifty percent shares. Yeah, fifty percent. Shares in the company. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was deal one. That was yep. deal one. So that was two weeks ago. All right. Mm-hmm. So, and then it was announced like a couple of days ago where he, um, he sold, uh, I guess, mm, Square Incorporated is like a financial services incorporate, a financial services company, most notably right. known for Cash App. All right. Right. Um, and it was founded by Jack Dorsey, this the owner, the CEO of a uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter. So he get money. Mm-hmm. He get money on multiple on multiple scales, right? Right. Um. So they went ahead and acquired a majority stake in Title. Now, Title is the music app that uh, Jay Z and a few other artists founded, um, and they paid him. 
297 million. Almost 300. Almost Almost 300. Now add that add that up to the one I said before. Ah, uh, shout out to the shout out to the hope line. I I see what <laughs> you did there. <laughs> so, Jay's looking at like over 600 and like 12 million dollars in like right. um in cash, right? Now, okay. You know, um now some, you know, people saying like, you know, music streaming service why is the music streaming service um, getting involved with a a cash services, a financial services uh, business? And I, you know, some of that commentary is like, uh, you know, is it is this title selling out? There's one side of it where I know the corporate, uh, you know, the corporate speak or Jay Z's public PR said that he's, um, you know, it's a, designed to provide more funding for up and coming artists or support their work. Right, right, right. That's, that's the argument for. That's the yeah. argument so for. Yeah. What what I'm hearing is starting to happen in the music industry. So we're kind of in the middle of a transformation of services and funds now in the music industry because we had we had CDs and we had um, record labels and CDs and mixtapes and everything and people were selling hard copies of their music right then we got to the streaming service and in the streaming service we all said all right we're going to give ten dollars to apple a month we're going to give ten dollars to spotify a month and we're just going to have all the music at our fingertips right great for the consumer right horrible for the actual artist right because they are just getting pennies mm-hmm. on the uh, streams yeah. that they earn. So fine by, you know, Drake, who we'll get to later. Right. Sure. He gets millions of streams. Billions. On, on these platforms. Billions. 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 He literally has billions of streams. On these platforms. But, you know, um, Charlotte Ryan, who's an up-and-coming artist, you know, he's getting, he'll be happy with maybe a hundred streams, mm. but should he, he shouldn't get the same share of funds from the streaming service that Drake gets. Right. So I think what we're seeing is, and what a lot of argument for Jay-Z in this deal is that he's acting on behalf of the artists, of the creators. And working out a deal with a financial company where the artists will be able to collect a higher percentage of um, of rewards for their music that they put on this streaming service. So that's kind of the argument for this deal that I've heard as well. Okay. Um, so I heard something. I, I mean, I, I've heard that part, but I've also heard the negative portion of what this was about this, this is more the uh you know what re- what really happened i don't know it's what happened because we both Let's, yeah what, what now yeah tell, tell the people what what's the flip side say what is what did the other people say so the scuttlebutt is like in 2014 um like jay and a couple other artists like coldplay rihanna daft punk um madonna they um put 56 million dollars into buying a company um it was called something else, and they renamed it Title. Right? It's based out of Norway. 
Right. And um, they said it was it's supposed to be a competitor in the digital ecosystem of streaming compared to Spotify and Apple. Spotify doesn't pay artists. Apple pays artists, but for very minimal. And Tidal was supposed to design to pay artists at a, you know, what their worth is. So to the point where like Taylor Swift took all her music off of Spotify and re-recorded like all her work so she can own it, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and now you can find on Spotify and Apple. I mean, Spot- uh, Tidal and Apple. Right. And so it was designed like, again, to pay out money. Now, th- the problem is Tidal ran into problems because um, it not only failed to early on, because it runs into problems because it failed to acquire exclusive content over a long period of time, and you know um, that re- that began to have an effect on the bottom line. Now the the sh- issue is that this is promoted as payment for artists. Um, it's hard to get artists because one of the thing it, to get or excuse me consumers to buy in because if they have no reason to jump from Apple to Spotify. And now you're including your title. They have no reason to do jump, have a third party, uh, third person to the dance and title. And so title's thing was like, we need, we are going to have exclusive artist content, but they put the cart before the horse because um, they weren't, companies weren't giving them exclusive content, right? Let's say that like Prince, you know, Jay-Z right. a, a, does a line. He says, you know, I sat down with Prince. We had, I, I, you know, he, you know, blood, 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 he told the wishes before he died. And so, you know, Prince, uh, you know, allegedly gave title, exclusive rights to all his music catalog. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Prince passed away with no paperwork, even in his will. It's, it's kind of like he just doesn't, Prince wasn't really good with the books. He was not a devil with paperwork, right? So he yeah. was just, he was a real artist. So he never, he didn't, a lot of this stuff wasn't put down. So again, that ran into a thing of, you know, that would have been a big boon for title to have exclusive Prince like um, content. Nobody else can get it. Spotify, right. Apple can't get it. You only want, you only can get it through Title. Uh, so that was how Spotify is marketed. That didn't happen. Now, also, I mean, Spotify, excuse me, Title again started again running into issues. So in 2017, they got a great cash infusion where I think they had an um, investment from Sprint, where if you had a Sprint phone, you automatically got Title. And, and right. so Sprint put 200 million dollars into Title. That was getting, that was cash, right? And um, but still, even with that, um, even with that, the, uh, the I guess subscription level went, uh, paled in comparison. I think at, in 2017, I don't know what it is now, but I think it was a port report released that they had like three million subscribers, paying customers as compared to Spotify, which has twenty million, right? And right. I think Apple. Um, has based on because of their phones, they had like like seventeen million or something like that, right? Um, so they're doing they're they're minuscule comparatively. This you know began an issue to where we're still behind on payments for like rights holders and everything like that, and um, it started you know it would they were having cash problems, so mm-hmm. you know um, like. I think I saw a billboard report in like 2020, like title was behind on payments to like right holders and um, the cash. This, this is supposed to be like a cash injection because even though the company's revenue grew 166 to 166, uh, 166 million or 167 million or something like that, um, they were still kind of like running a little bit roughshod. And so they were still having losses. 
And so the losses went from like 36 million to 55 million, like in that year. And so this is an opportunity for a title to get more, much needed cash into its business and a, a um, have a partner to continually help push out the financials in this business. So that's the, right. that's the negative side of it. You know, I hope people so, are able so to follow that timeline. People are frustrated with Jay-Z because he basically asked for, for a corporate buyout. Well, um, I don't know if they're frustrated Jay Z. I don't want to. I don't know people, but it 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 is that thing where it's like, well, we'll where is we're gonna see how the money get, gets to the artist, right? You right. Know what I mean, like, there's artists probably like, I you owe me tons of money based off of me signing up on this thing to give my my content to you. So, and to them, their initial impression was, I signed up to be under you. A former artist, or to be, big. or to be a you know, um, to have ownership, more ownership in my music. Yeah, be more, be more considered as a partner yeah. with you, and not with this actual corporation square. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, what I think also is is an interesting thing is that we talked about, like you know, the roots how they were touring 2020 was a motherfucker for a lot of artists like they could not tour yeah and yeah. touring took that was a big part of how artists made money and so yeah you know yeah it's cool to stream and people listen to my music but like i think we talked about on one of the podcasts about how you know streaming you know why people stream and is to we it, talked about it last week it was it was, was, was week? a yeah last week. yeah, yeah. Why, you know the stream to to help with touring and all that other stuff but so like why is so-and-so not going to drop an album whatnot um you know i do think artists like look 2020 made a lot of artists realize they're susceptible to you know to mm-hmm. to the whims of this economy and when people are not going to your shows or you cannot go to, they cannot go to your show you know, you're finan- under financial crunch and record companies saw that and whatnot. So, um, you know, so streaming is what I think artists are still trying to figure out how to really make money on streaming. Like, right. I don't think they've right. figured it out yet. Like it took the music business like decades to figure out how like artists decades to figure out how they can make money in the music industry. And then in the 2000s, that shit stopped. But like for the good, yeah. like 20, 30 years, artists was like able like, oh, this is how you can do it. And then hip hop figured out like the last 15 years before that, like this is how you can make real money in that industry before make everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you know, um, before they stopped. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like it's still news to monitor. So some people think Jay-Z is trying to get more money into his account because he wants to buy an NFL team and he wants to show liquidity in a way like, you know, to show that I have, you know. Uh. You, you know what I mean? Like I have six hundred million dollars right. in my bank account, and I'm courting, and also my, yeah, like I'm liquid six hundred million plus. I, I'm just making up numbers here. I don't, I don't know this man's money like that, but um, I got X amount of money in my in my account uh, as long as well as my other assets, which makes me accumulate a wealth of being a, over a billion or something like that. I mean, I don't know, but that's kind of what I've heard the scuttlebutt on that as well. And also keep in mind, what was this, maybe a year ago, year or so ago, he signed that partnership with the NFL to um, be the, what is he, the lead coordinator for the 
halftime shows or entertainment or something to that effect with the NFL. I don't know. Food and beverage. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> but essentially, it was... Um, First of all, shout out to Casino. With... Shout out to Casino. I did a food and beverage reference. Some of them <laughs> So essentially, it was a deal where he's basically in the building. Essentially, yeah. that's how I just looked at it. Right. I just looked at it as a way for him to just have a seat at the table. And I know a lot of people at that time we were going back and forth. Again, just black people were going. I was going back and forth with a couple of people on Facebook um, about Jay Z and what are his intentions and. Is he really doing stuff for the community? Is he really helping black people? Like, listen, let's know. just wait and see. I don't know. Let's just, maybe, maybe there's a game plan here. All I know is that in order for us to really be considered a powerhouse in this nation, yeah. we need more people at the table. So, all right. I, I get that. I agree. But I feel like people get way too hyped about Jay-Z getting money. Like, that shit makes no difference in my life. I think it's cool to see. Like, but people be getting like, oh, man, it's just not checkers. And they be, they be getting real hyped on social media about him. And I'd be like, it's cool, man. Hey, man, shout out to him. But I'll never see that money. So I don't really give a fuck. Like, it's, like, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, again, again, this goes back to, as a culture, we are always looking for a black messiah. Yeah. Yeah. We're always in, and when we see people that are close to being that black messiah for us, we, we, it, it gets to a point where we scrutinize them to the level where they're like, I don't want to be a fucking messiah. I don't know if Jay-Z really gives a shit about that, but I agree. I, I hear what you're saying, though. I, you see what I'm saying, though? I get what you see saying. what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. It's like we, we, we put our, our quote-unquote great ones on a pedestal, and but we want them to basically act on our behalf, like on the voice of the people, and that's not always the case. Right. Like in, and there's a reason that they're at the top. They 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 know what they're doing. They they know what their personal intentions are. Right. Everybody's not in, Everybody's not trying to save the whole culture. Everybody's not trying to save the people and be the um, political and social justice force. Some people just trying to be a, a legit businessman, businesswoman, and and be a business person to just sit at, get a seat at the table yeah. where the the two percenters really make this country go. This country is operated by the two percenters at that table. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's country is operated by those with the means and the and the knowledge and the. Um connections to move their own stake they don't you know and, and it's jay-z's in that place right so you don't do deals with french champagne um you know hold a, a company in with the billionaire uh social media tech giant um founder unless you're in the room and so i mean shout out to him for being the person that i mean one thing i will say is that i have literally grown up with jay-z so, um, yeah. you know, and so, you know, he's one of my favorite artists. And so I, I shout out to the fact I've seen progression in his in his business movement. So I give him, you know, definite. He doesn't need much fucking clout. I don't give a fuck. I mean, he doesn't care. But like I get there's a lot of he doesn't a lot of credit where credits do like he does that. But I just don't like I'm not sitting. I, people be going like nuts 
over his stuff, man, and be like, yo, like, you know, like it motivates them. And I'm like, yo, you know, there's a shot. You, you'll never do the deals that he did. Like, like, you'll never, <laughs> like, like, there's a great chance. Like, you have a higher chance of getting hit by a car than to be a millionaire in this country. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is real. Like, it's hard to do some shit like that. And so, exactly. you know, so um, I'm like, why, why, why villainize the man and scrutinize him for stuff that you have no under, true understanding of? Like, let's let let's watch the brother work. All right, I, so I'm not even talking about villain. I'm talking about people going crazy as far as like they be like they be like propping up the man. Like, oh man, like you know, like it, like his, their money is his money. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean by yeah. that. But I mean, you're right. Like, I don't villainize him. You know what I mean? But I don't like. Sing his hosannas, like you know what I mean. Like he's, like right. I just, I he's he's is dope. Like he just, but he to me he's just another, he's an he's another um, rich individual making rich deals. And I shout out to that that it, that it he looks like you know he he's a black man. And I I give him I give him you know respect and love off of that shit. But that's kind of right. where I keep it at. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, keep it in the music world though. Uh uh-huh. so Drake, man. He didn't did it again. We okay. All right. Listen. So I uh again, just last week we were talking about um Certified Lover Boy, how everybody's waiting on the album. Mm-hmm. And um knowing this, and, and this is where I think Drake is just a great businessman and why he solidified he has solidified himself at the top of the perch. Yeah. Listen, I okay, we, you and I have spoken on many occasions, whether you have your preference with Drake and Kendrick music-wise and their approach to society and social justice, fine. You, to each his own mm-hmm. on all of that. Yeah. I'm just talking about business. Yeah. Just from a business standpoint, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows the people have not heard from a major artist and are fiending for just some good quality. We were just saying last week, we need some good quality music. We have not heard a lot of great music from popular artists in months. Right. And so he drops this three pack. Scary. Um, yeah. yeah. What's it called again? Um, shit. I didn't even, uh, is it, it's a it's scary shit part two. Right? What's oh shit? No, hold on. Scary hours. Scary hours. Scary hours. Yeah. Scary hours part scary two. Hours. Yeah. And scary scary hours. The first one. That's when God's plan came out. I remember. Yeah. That. And then so yeah. then he dropped this one. Uh. So, all right. Think uh, of it. Okay. Okay. Go, keep going. I'm sorry because I have some thoughts. So, on so um so he drops uh scary hours part two three pack. Very simple. Um, you've got uh, what's next? Yeah. Um, where he actually is addressing what everybody's talking about, like, hey, where's Drake? Um, what's when's this new album coming out? He's it's like he's 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 regurgitating back to us what we're saying to him, like, all right, y'all, I hear you, chill the fuck out, right. like, I hear you, I got this, I know what I'm doing here. Right, okay, right. And, and follows that up even more so with wants and needs. Mm-hmm. Like so, um, shout out to Lil Baby 
on that once and needs. Yo, he 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 ate Drake. He, he ate Drake on that though. He passed out on that verse. Like he shout ate, out to Lil. Yeah, but he ate him though. Let's just let's be honest. What do you mean he ate? He, Say ate, this. he ate Drake on that. Drake. Drake. Well, well, let's let's hold on, hold on. Drake isn't exactly like. He's not putting. He's not putting up his A game on that track. Well, I mean, you got you drop three songs, and you you one of the tracks you get eaten on. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, all right, so all right. So here's the thing. So I think this is a like difference in viewpoint in the release of these three tracks. Okay, these are throwaways. These are throw. These are appetizers. Well, God's That's plan. Always- God plan was on on um the album. No, no, I'm talking about this scary hours too. These three tracks right yeah, here. Yeah, but I'm talking about what's to say that these tracks won't be on the, his on Certified Lover Boy? Like, and, it, and it, even it, if they are, even if they are, they're not gonna be. I doubt. Like, maybe once in need. All right, so I'll probably say once in needs may be on there because it's got a big young star with Lil Baby, so that might be on the album. Um, but the what's, Lemon Pepper freestyle. What, what's, is, what, is what's next? Minutes. What's next? He shot a he shot visuals on that. First of all, the visual Drake gonna give you visuals. That visual was fire. The, what's next? Oh, I didn't even see the visual. Oh, I yeah. didn't even see the. Yeah, the visuals. Next? The visuals. The videos is hot. I like it. Like Drake gonna give you some fire ass visuals. Um, so gotcha. I, I I I'm not gonna call this shit like it's a throwaway when you drop in visuals for a song. Like you know what I mean? And, and your first song off the off your uh, uh, that's you know off a release. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I listen. Okay, but are you done with Drake? Because I, I well, well, and well, I didn't even get to so lemon pepper freestyle. Yeah. I mean, that's just classic hip hop right there. I mean, yo, I, I like, minutes. yeah, yeah. That's just six minutes of 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 bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, yo. Just, he's just he's just talking, just talking his shit, and just. Talking about life in his life, and got the homie Rick Ross on there, and they do what they do when they get on a track together. Ross drops his little verse, and then but it's great. Like Ross only covers like the first minute of the song, and then Drake just goes on the next five minutes. Yeah, just going like that. Man, I I I listen to Lemon Pepper at least about seven eight times today. Yeah. So okay. Let's walk work backwards. Uh, is Drake and Ross like is okay? Is Drake's and Ross a D way LeBron or is Drake and Future? Because I feel like Drake and Ross bring out stronger. They bring out they bring out the best in each other. Drake um, and Ross bring out the best in each other. I think that's a better combination yeah. than Drake and Future. Yeah, I, I think so. If you, I mean, Jesus. Drake and Ross, their collabos, that's a that's a platinum album by itself. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, Gold Roses. Yeah. Space Demon. Yeah. Money in the Grave. Money in the Grave, yeah. Dice Pineapples. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lord knows. Late, uh, uh, um, uh, Aston Martin Music. You know? <laughs> Aston Martin Music. Yeah. Um... Listen, they got hits together. They they don't miss. They don't miss together. It's some, for whatever reason when they're on the same track, even if it's just not exclusively them, they they, they it's, it's almost like the intensity goes up. 
Like it's like they 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 bring out the best, man. And so um I always enjoy seeing Drake and Ross on the same track. Um so I, I did like Lemon Pepper though. Lemon Pepper was though yeah. it just Drake just just that was like it was almost like that's Drake as out as like outro Drake. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? For it's sure. not like Drake does an outro to someone's out and then he's just kinda like just going. You know what I mean? He's just going. Yeah. I mean the man uh, the man, one of my favorite lines, you know, where I guess I could most closely relate to Drake, if that was possible. Um, the line where he talks about uh, dropping his son off at school, uh, making an M. Well, I'm not making an M before I pick my son up from school, but making a T, hey, a thousand, you know, <laughs> making a T <laughs> from, from the time I drop my son off at school every day, and then and then I'm eight. Hey, I'm dad in the car line. I'm 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 dad dad in the car line picking my son up from school every day and everything and 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 going to the PTA meetings um and all that good stuff. So, you know, shout out to Drake for letting me relate to him in some form or fashion. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. Drake, Drake <laughs> is not picking up nobody in a fucking car line. He's got people for that what? shit. I don't believe Come on, that shit. Why not? Oh, you gonna kill? You gonna kill my vision though? I don't believe that <laughs> shit. Yeah, I don't believe that shit. Yeah, I mean it's cool for you, but Drake ain't Drake. Yo, know, Drake is not picking nobody up in no car line. I'm sorry. Drake ain't, Drake ain't picking up the boy in the car line. He's no. not, he not attending PTA meetings. No, he ain't doing no PTA meetings. He is not there at two forty five pick up drop off. No, Drake's not doing that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Drake's not doing that shit. Um. Okay. All right. So, okay. So listen, Drake. He's like he's he's like rapping. You know. Uh, yeah. He's not. He's. I mean. You know. You kind of get worried about because the album's called Certified Lover Boy, and he'll do the Okie Doke on you. He'll probably drop these three, and then like sixty percent, seventy percent of the album be just like him harmonizing and singing on on a yeah. R and B track. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of the thing with Drake. Like so, but right now it seems like he's just trying to rap. Uh, you know. The thing about Drake is we've had 15 years of him, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really going to be like the 40-year-old motherfucker that's singing about broken hearts. I mean, the man, does, he don't switch up his flow. Well, he's, it ain't broke. I mean, but I'm just saying, he's literally going to be 40 years old talking about, you know, haters and, you know, this girl and that girl. And it's like, all right. I mean, I it's listen, you're right. If, all right come on. If you ain't got forty year old single single friends that I, still I talk about this girl and that girl, I do. What I'm saying okay. is, but and actually, yeah. we can actually get into the whole thing about well, maybe not this episode because I kind of want to. I'll hold this fire, but I do think Drake represents. Um, he's the epitome of male the baby boy mentality. Never growing up, never grew, never mm. growing past. Um, I I see that a lot. Um, you know, it's really the emblem of that, right? Like the person who continually in the 25-year-old mode can't get past right. where they're at in life and no progression. And Drake represents that in so many ways. Um, and, and this is not men and women, right? It just, it's not just men, but I see that. Well, okay. Oh, yeah, this is, this is a deep dive. This yeah, is a deep we, dive. Gotta, we only got time for that one. We can, because I, yeah, I, 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 I have... I got, a whole take on that in our society as a whole and yeah. how people view relationships nowadays compared to back in the day like that's a whole unpacking yeah i want to unpack that one because i i do feel there's something there about that with drake um 
You know, I mean, listen, it, it's about he. Listen, Drake will be forty years old thinking about broken hearts, and I'll be bopping with him. Like, yeah, even though I'll be, yeah. I'll be in marriage, I'll be in year fifteen of my marriage. You know, <laughs> you know, I'll be talking listen, about, yeah, man, broken hearts, man, yeah, man. It's yeah, still man. selling. Listen, it's still selling because somebody relates. Yeah, yeah, and 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 a lot of a lot of people relate to that lifestyle that you just said. Forty-year-old mm-hmm. single. Still living the good life, saying 40 is the new 30, blah, 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 and all this good stuff. I'm good being single and just getting mines when I get mines. And right. yeah. Yeah. Um, we gotta unpack that. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. we're, we're gonna we're gonna unpack that episode. On that episode. Yeah. There's, there's a lot, there's yeah. a lot to mine from that. Um and see see, ladies and gentlemen, that's how we come up with podcast ideas. Literally, right now, you, right now, we just literally just came up with one. And if, don't be stealing my shit for those who were, might be listening to podcasts and be like, oh, "I'm gonna do that." My no, fuck that. But you can't do what we do because you can't do you can't you can't copy me. Um, anyway, um, changing gears on music. Hold on, so, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh huh. Uh, you still got more to say about Drake. I just want to ask, like, did you? The thing about Drake, this is what I was, and I'll just leave it at this. Drake is, I always tell you, he's like cotton candy. This shit don't, okay. last, this shit don't last. Like it's, it's a good, it's good for like the moment, but like Drake don't like, he, he, he don't give you nothing like to where I just don't, it, it's like sugar. It's like sugar highs, a lot of sugar, but no sustenance. You know what I mean? I, like I don't feel, I don't feel like, I feel like it's a lot, it's, it's cool and it tastes good, you know what I mean. But like, there's nothing. It don't. La- it don't hold nothing. It don't hold nothing. I, I Drake. Drake doesn't make Wait. eternal songs for me, Bruh, You can go to a party. Oh my god! You okay. can go to a party right now, and the DJ will put on a full two-hour Drake set and will set that party off. You know what? We're gonna unpack That's- this because I'm gonna. I, I, partying is one thing and and if you just in a vibe if you're just in a vibe I still come back to I still go I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum from you on this one we I can. still go back to old Drake music we can and I don't. if I'm in a vibe I, I'll, I'll be working at home and I'll throw on thank me later I, I don't listen to a lot of old Drake shit I, I, I listen to old Drake shit I enjoy old Drake shit it's still, it's still good to me yeah, I don't. Okay, yeah, yeah, we got we all right. We gonna have a whole Drake, Drake in Drake in our society, Drake in the society. Drake, pod. yeah, Drake in society pod. That's gonna be the fucking pod. All right, yeah, all right, yeah. Moving on, moving on to a song that we agree upon. Yes, that is straight fire. Yeah, yeah. The smooth stylings of Silk Sonic. Oh, I thought you could say. I, get, I thought you could say Ag- Agatha. It was Agatha all along. No, no, no. We're not going back there. No, all right, no. All right. yeah. People have had enough of her. No, we, 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 all right, we'll get to we that. We on some grown man. Yeah, yeah. We on some grown man. Listen. Smooth styling, Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pac. Leave the motherfucking door open, girl. Oh man, that was a, that was a great. Listen, I'm excited about. Ooh. First of all, it's Anderson Pac, not Bruno Mars for me. It's Anderson Pac and Bruno <laughs> featuring Bruno Mars. That's how I feel. Even though it's Bruno Mars featuring Anderson Pac. But I will say, um, Bruno Mars 
he's almost like we've talked about this. He's like a chameleon. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of his songs, those albums, they are different. And one person made a comment on my Facebook today, Facebook uh, post. I talked about the song is like, you know, he doesn't, he makes good music, but he's not authentic. And I understood what she meant by that. Honestly, I get it. Like there's a authenticity, authentic notion of an artist where you like, you hear them and they sound, even though they're, every song is different, but you you hear them on the song. Like Bruno, he kind of melds into what he's trying to do. And that's what, that's what makes him a, an incredible artist. Cause he can do different eras but there's not a signature Bruno Mars sound, sound you know? Right. Uh, and it it works. It works. But it but, also... But at the same time, I will say that he has a very distinct voice. You know Bruno when you hear him. Absolutely. Though. You know Bruno. You know Bruno. You know Bruno. When you hear his voice, you oh, that's Bruno. Right. Oh, okay. But I'm not talking about um, voice. I'm just talking about just like the way he... He rocks a record, you know. what I mean, every okay. album, and then okay. and that's what actually makes his appeal, right? Because every album sounds different. Um, yeah, and like I said, we can do a whole. We are going to do a whole pot on that. Uh, but yeah, Silk Sonic or Leave the Door Open, incredible record, man. Listen, listen. So I was playing it this morning, yeah. and um, my wife. I was playing it on the speakers yeah. at first. And wife, wifey came down. I was like, and she was like, what was that? Yeah. I said, that's that new Silk Sonic record. Yeah. And she was like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not the only one. I've seen a couple of people say like from that first beat drop, oh, listen. you know, you know, when, when that, when a record comes, that's throwback right there. Listen. When that record comes on and when that first beat, can catch you when that first drop catches you. Oh, you got five, you got something right there, boy. Listen, I you know I, I I'm a I love music and I was up until twelve. I waited for the music because I knew a lot of music came out last night. Um, as far as records are concerned, and uh, this is one of the songs I was waiting for. My wife is uh-huh. knocked out of sleep after we watched Coming to America, which we'll get into that one. Uh, <laughs> and she was knocked. Knocked out of sleep. I listened to the record. I was trying to wake my wife up. You know what I was trying to do. So I was trying to Work. wake her up because that record. I was, like, I was like, listen, 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 listen. That record. <clears throat> listen, that's gonna get people impregnant, impregnated. That's gonna get yeah. impregnated. That's gonna uh, get some child support payment. Yeah, man. because you're gonna be leaving the door open for the wrong person. Yeah, man, that that record. That's motive. That's you know, that door gonna be unlocked for some for the, yeah. that person that uh, need to stay outside. Yeah, man, listen, <laughs> I was like, I listen to that record. I got motivation. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> and you know what? That we need that in our. It's, I can't. You know, it's not a lot of music out that really does that. Like from from the first listen. Mm-hmm. Just from the first listen, you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I don't, it's, it's it's not a lot of music. But you you be looking around like, who, "Who can I grab? I need to grab somebody." Right. You, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, that is not a music. That's not a song you want to be listening to with your boys around. Okay, <laughs> okay. Is, no. that is no. not a song where you vibing out with your boys and yo man play that play that Bruno Mars and. No, no, you 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 wait until you're in the right company of the opposite sex or, or, same, or same sex, whatever your preference or same sex. Yeah. 
<laughs> right? Whatever your preference is, it's all good. You wait till that person is in the room and you lay down this beautiful track and let them do the work for you. I'm going to hang out with y'all one day. I'm just the boys. And I'm gonna, vibing out to Drake. And then I want to go ahead and play. Yo, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chill, y'all. Put this Anderson Park in uh Bruno Mars in. And I'm just going to play it. And I'm going to let y'all just play it. <laughs> I'm and, gonna, then, I'm, and then the room will clear. Then, and then I'm just gonna let, I'm just gonna sit on the couch and let y'all just vibe out to this 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 uh, Silk Sonic. And then, and, then, and then just like just like when you left the club, I'm gonna excuse myself out the room. I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna run to the bathroom real real quick, Cam. I'm a, I'm a, I'm just run to the bathroom. Rob, where you going, baby? Don't don't go, man. Where you going, man? Where you going? Just, just, just vibe out, baby. Just vibe out. Let the aroma of funk just fill the room. Come on, that, that's not that. that's not how we spend fight night. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> right before UFC fight, right before, fellas. I know the fight's on in 10 minutes. I want to kind of get the vibe right. Let me go and put on this silk sonic. <laughs> Hey fellas, we about to we about to see some blood on the screen. Let's go ahead and just chill out for a little bit and play this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but listen, have they announced a release date for the album? No, but they're gonna let this one bail for a little bit. Oh yeah, they're gonna let this one breathe. They yeah, gotta they're gonna let this one breathe. breathe. Which I appreciate. I appreciate what would you say if you were if you were to project a, a release date? What what do you think a release date is going to look like? Probably this summer. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like a June. Maybe, I'm thinking a yeah. June. Yeah, that's date. when they. Yeah, you know what I'm saying when the night, when the nights are hot, when the nights are yeah. hot, and you and you and you chilling with your girl or your boy before a UFC fight, and you just right. <laughs> and you just uh, you chilling with your girl, man, in the hot sum, hot summer nights, man. That's that's what I see was. What's gonna go down, man? It's gonna be it's gonna be a hot summer. It's gonna be a pregnant summer. It's gonna be a pregnant summer. It's gonna oh, be a, yeah. it's gonna be a birth control summer. <laughs> <laughs> get the ladies, get your prophylactics ready. Fellas, get your prophylactics ready. That's how they should promote the album. You <laughs> coming in t- <laughs> you know coming in two thousand. You know what birth control summers lead to? What? They lead they lead to uh, child support payment springs the following year. They lead to child support springs in the following year. Coming this fall. Oh God, why did I do that? <laughs> oh God, she's pregnant. <laughs> oh God, I'm broke again. <laughs> Thank you, Silk Sonic. <laughs> Thank you, Silk. Listen, my—I admit, my second child, we call her—we call her a vacation baby. Oh, here we go. You know that story, though. Remember oh, that? I know that story. Yeah, yep, I remember. That remember, story. we were, we were working out, and I said to you, I said, you were like, "Yo, man, how was your how was your like your little vacation?" And I looked at you. We were in the gym. We had we were in the gym, and I looked at you. I said, "Man, I think I just impregnated her." And you, I, I, you, you, you saw the look on my face, and I was just like, I, you, you I was serious as a heart attack. I was serious as a heart attack. I was like, I just, I knew. I was like, I knew. I was like, oh shit, this weekend, man, I just shit. Oh <laughs> man, you knew it. I yep. knew. I, I knew. 
<laughs> I remember that. He was like, I, there's no science behind it. There's I no, can't explain it, but I know. Yep. I know. It had. It <laughs> I, we were, yeah. I literally, I was like, this weekend, I just know. I know. I know. And then eight weeks later, I was like, I just called. I was like, Rob, you guess what? And you're like, told, yeah, you. told you. And you were like, yep. I was like, yeah. And it's, that's how it was. But I love, my, I love my baby girl, though. I love my baby girl. I just, I just would tell, I knew. I knew, you know. God's plan. God's plan. God's plan. All right. Let's get to this movie. Let's get to this movie. Let's get to the shows and shit like that. All right. Let, let, five minutes on. Let's, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and get to coming to America. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. All right. The, real quick. Um, Snowfall. We liked uh, uh, episode three. Yeah, it was a solid episode. It was a, with, yeah, yeah. With all the action that happened in the first and se- like a lot happened in the first and second episode, they were action packed, lot going on. Yeah, I expected a more calm, less you know methodical, let's just play out the story type of episode. Didn't even see Scully in this episode. Like that's cool. It was a cool episode. Yo, what, what do you mean? A lot of Reed went off. Reed was like some Rambo shit. Reed. Well, okay. Reed, yeah, now Reed went there for, like. Uh, first of all, I was like, "Oh, how are they gonna do this?" And Reed was like, "Oh yeah, no, nah, it's cool. I got it." And this man went commando style on that motherfucking talk. So I was just talking about regarding California and oh, Franklin. But, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah no. Reed, Reed and Gustavo got in their bag. They, Reed, they especially Reed. On. Oh my god! When he sniped them bamas from oh, Reed would Reed, Reed would let the like Call of Duty. Listen, he let listen. He let the blicky blick do the talking. This episode, he is just like, I'm gonna listen. I'm going up in this house and I'm raiding. I, I didn't know how he was gonna do that. I was like, oh, they're gonna have an army. Reed's like, nah, I'm, I'm. It's cool. I got it. <laughs> Reed was more upset. He was just upset. He had to do this shit by himself. He's like, we were gonna have backup. He's like, fuck, man. Not, not, you know, like when you know you could do this shit, but he's like, man, you don't fuck me. Now I got to do this shit by myself. Like I can do it. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. Break out the skills. I don't want to show the full repertoire, but they either forced my hand, yeah, forced my hand. Now I got, now I got to be like John Wick in this bitch. Right, <laughs> this motherfucker was like John Wick. I was like, the fuck is going on? This man was just taking him out. I was like, Jesus Christ! Hands down, the best episode for that storyline out of the whole series. Yeah, that dude was doing the ooh. easily. Easily the best because everybody hates it when they switch to the to the uh, Mexico storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody hates it. This was hands down the best Mexico story story uh, development that we have seen out of all four seasons of this show. You know, you know, just yeah. First of all, facts. Again, I don't want to stay too long on Snowfall, but I just want to say that cop didn't really think that shit through when he did the um. Uh, when actually both the Mexican cop and the American cop, the Mexican cop didn't think that shit through. Like I'm gonna threaten drug dealers, you know what I mean, by killing their whole family. Like how do you think that was gonna work out for you? You know, right. that's gonna be the new theme right. for me going in Snowfall. Like how do you think that was gonna work out for you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so like, like the same thing with the American cop. Like I'm gonna take my, your mom. I'm gonna run up in her house, and I'm going to yeah. take her. And I was thinking, I'm sitting there watching that, me and, me and the wife, and I'm just really looking at it like, how do you think that was going to work out for you? <laughs> it's going to work out 
<laughs> that's gonna work out for you. Like I'm a I'm a drug kingpin. You really gonna do this? All right. And meanwhile, in Tijuana, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna kill this man who you don't know anything about, but clearly has connections. Right. You're gonna kill his family and demand an exorbitant amount of money. Right. How do you think that's going to work out for you? How do you think that's going to work out for you? <laughs> you know, so, like, it was, just, I, it was just coming, it was a lot of that happening in this episode. And I was like, oh, how do you think that's going to work out for you? So, anyway. Uh, His face, their face in Tijuana, those cop faces at the end were yeah. priceless. Yeah, dude. They're like, like, oh, like oh, fuck. I didn't, I didn't think this one through. <laughs> That shit, I had that playing differently in my mind. <laughs> That's what they were saying. I was like, ah, shit. Oh, so you like a you like a kingpin, kingpin. You like a drug. You like a drug, drug person. Like you ain't. Ooh. Oh, ah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna leave you alone now. Yeah. So. Too late. You die. Anyway, moving Done. on. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, listen, one division. Okay. Hold on. Let me see if I have it queued up. Yo, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I just, I, I, this is the last week I'm going to play this. I do love that damn song. You love that song way too much. I do love that song. <laughs> Listen, it's the last week I can play it. Um, <laughs> it's the last week because Wanda and Athika, they, first of all, it was a lot happening in this episode. A it was lot. a great episode. It was. This, the finale, yeah. All the action that all the people been crying for that they usually get from Marvel films and Marvel shows and everything. Mm-hmm. Look, here, here you go, Ma. Here you go. You getting you getting a huge helping of action between Wanda and Agatha and and Vision and White Vision and and uh, the the Feds and right. Weird thing when I co- White Vision. <laughs> Is that the other one like the other one's like called colored vision? <laughs> but that's literally what they call him. He call, he's called white vision. So I'm like, I'm like, so I'm like, what do y'all call the other vision? Like, is he colored vision? <laughs> colored, color, colored vision? <laughs> I was just like, I just go on. I just, I'm going to say the other vision, the other white meat. <laughs> the other white meat. So I, don't, I, hate, I hate you forever because I'm never gonna forget that joke. Now <laughs> every time I see this dude, I'm gonna be like color vision, color vision. <laughs> my brother, my brother, my brother, my brother, brother color vision. <laughs> NAAC, he joined NAACP. <laughs> Colored vision. So. Um, um, oh man! This, oh man! I hate you for this. That's gonna that, that, that's not going anywhere. That joke's not going anywhere. <laughs> yep. But, yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yes, white vision. <laughs> white. White, white vision versus white. color vision. And, uh, they they was wrecking. They was wrecking for a minute. Yeah, they, they, were, was, they, they were, were they were fighting like it was the damn fight against apartheid. <laughs> They were fighting like it was the civil rights movement. White vision versus color vision. They were they were scrapping for them rights, the oh, right to live. Oh, it was it was like segregation was on the line. The way they were fighting. 
Oh man. So anyway. <laughs> I hate you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, you know, people are probably listening. They're like, "It's not that funny." So, right? But you know what? I'm sorry. It's funny to me. It is. You know what I'm saying? It is, it ain't funny, but it is though. Shout out to Soldier Boy. <laughs> oh man. Um. No. Listen. <laughs> listen. Um. But they had a meeting of the minds. They did have literally a meeting of the minds. Literally, like literally had a meeting of the minds on some philosophical shit. Like right. right. I had to I had to run it back and play that back like oh that was deep. Listen, I don't like the fact that that colored vision makes me feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, color colored vision schooled white vision though. Colored vision did school white vision. That's just like in life. Anyway, so <laughs> super facts. Super facts. Um, so <laughs> so we you know colored vision is just be. We're just calling vision. I, I, actually, I want to keep calling color vision. Yeah, keep calling color vision. I'm calling I'm color vision. For this, for this episode, we're gonna keep calling color vision. So, color vision, you know, he was like hitting some philosophical shit. I, I, I couldn't even repeat the dumb shit. I was like, "Are you familiar with?" I got. I was like, "I don't know what the fuck." You familiar they, with the boat? With the boat that fell apart? And when you, you know, and I was like, I don't know none of this shit. I'm like, man, my, he was saying like, okay, if a. It kind of goes back to to philosophy class. Like if if something is destroyed, what makes it and real? Yeah, and re put it, repurpose it. it. If you rebuild it, right? It's the same pieces. Is it actually the same original structure? That is a fascinating statement that I really want to tear apart. Not right now. That's really deep. Right? Not right now. That but shit, that shit kind of fucked me familiarity. up mentally because I literally sat with mm-hmm. that. I sat with that. I was like, damn. Like what? What is real? Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. It, you can take that shit in like relationships. You break this shit down and like you know and put it, pull it back. Put it. Is the relationship the same? Is it different? Is it like? Is it real? Like what the fuck? Like it was that place took it took me to a place. Visions has been doing that shit. You know, colored vision has been doing that shit since his inception. Even from the first like movie yep. Ultron. You know He's nothing. Yeah, ever like since he, yep. he drops, he's been, he's been, he's been dropping jewels. He mm-hmm. drops so many fucking bars, man. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, dude, like, you know, like, I just don't. Now listen. Yeah. That's called motherfucking bars. That's what I keep saying every time Vision drops a yeah, bar. Man. I just. Col- Color Vision got that wisdom, that old, that old country wisdom, bro. Dog, man. I just, I don't know. He, that shit fucked me up. But anyway, he. You know, it, was, it was like I said. I had to replay. I rewound. I had to rewind it. Like, wait, what? You what did? You, what, what was that conversation? What'd you say, motherfucker? Like <laughs> y'all, was, y'all was just scrapping, shooting each other with the beams and yeah. and knocking each other out through the through the houses, and then y'all got real philosophical all of a yeah, sudden. Let's, like, let's, I, let's do a pause. For, and then the the, the, the the shit was crazy because he was like, "I need more elaboration." It was like. <laughs> I was like, white, white vision, didn't white, understand that white vision never mm. understands. He had, he always mm. needs shit explained to him. So, mm. 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 <laughs> Message, <laughs> Message. <laughs> you know, what I'm and then, and then as soon as, and then as soon as white vision gets his information, what he do, he fly off. <laughs> he don't, he don't even help. And, and then. <laughs> 
And then claims that he thought of it himself. You know what I'm saying? He gonna Columbus that shit. You know what I'm saying? Then he gonna come back. He gonna come back and be like, I'm the original vision. Like, it's my idea. Yeah, yeah. That's what Marvel's trying to do. You gotta think, brothers and sisters. You gotta think. Open your third eye. Open your third eye. You gotta know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) You dig? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, all right. So, back to Wanda. Yeah. And Agatha. Yeah. So, um... Great battle between Wanda and Agatha. That was pretty. Elite. Um, that was an elite battle. It was because honestly, there was a second I was like, I don't know what. what is what, Wanda gonna win this? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I was like, how the fuck you gonna beat this motherfucker, Wanda? You, she, she was looking like Granny Wanda for a second. Yeah. I was like, mm. is I was Wanda? Like, I mean, I knew she was gonna win because she's gonna be the yeah. next Doctor Strange movie. But I was like, how you gonna pull this one off, motherfucker? Pull this off, yeah. like I didn't. I didn't see the plan. I didn't. See I it. didn't see it. I'm like, this bitch Agatha got tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck. She was like, yes, Wanda, destroy. I'm like, ah, oh, nah, oh, I don't, don't trust that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't trust that mother. That motherfucker was just too sneaky, too sneaky. She was too calm. Too she too was calm. just too, the whole time. She was too calm. Yeah. Never felt like she was in danger. Right. Until the very, very last, like Hail Mary at the end. Right. I just was, I was fascinated by that battle, man. Like, and the thing, what it showed was that Agatha, she dropped a couple of things too, where she was like, You're more powerful than Doctor Strange. And I was like, Fuck. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. like, but you know, Kevin Feige has been saying that Wanda's like one of the most powerful beings in the universe. <clears throat> right. Because. Right. And so, like, but, we, but he said that years ago. This shows you how Marvel will be laying or laying, layering shit for like years, dog. Like, yeah, Feige be layering shit because he said like, yeah, Mar- Wanda's like the most power- one of the powerful people in the universe, and that that was like, people didn't understand like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Wanda ain't the most, most powerful, but shit, like they they've known what they wanted to do with the character for a while, and um, yeah, so. You know, she's not even supposed to exist and talk about the Scarlet Witch and, you know, like, yeah. and you think about it, like, with Doctor Strange, you're right, like, he does incantations, like, you know, Gallica, they do yeah. incantate, like, she does a thing, and in, in the comics, in the comics, she's actually known for this, called the chaos magic, you know what I mean? That's what makes her the Scarlet Witch. Like, right. we, we've, that's really what it's known for. She's known for creating, or not, or just, it, making things cease to exist. Like she has a, right. a a line that, you know, nerds talk about called no more mutants. And it's because she's so angry and so she's so down that she's caught she, all she do. She just whispers something. She whispers yeah. no more mutants and it, all the mutants cease to exist. Like that's how powerful the motherfucker is in the comics. She just uttered a fucking line and she did every mutant cease to exist as far as their powers are concerned. And so, right there. Yeah, and so, right. So, like, that's that's literally her scope. So, I think that's the scope of her power. So, we, I think, we just scratch the surface about what the fuck she's on, um, which like leads us into like she's going to go going into Doctor Strange. Yeah, and she's that um, end credit scene where she is reading the um, book of the damn. Yeah, I forgot it's called, but it's called the book of the damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So she's she's going through that book and she's kind of in her in her Doctor Strange mode where she's like, you know, 
yeah. um, there but not there, and yeah. she's looking through various dimensions and times, and that's when she actually hears her real children in another dimension. And yeah, whew. yeah, because because the thing is, remember in one of those episodes they called her, they said the Nexus, and I really do yeah. believe like she's the Nexus, right? And right. so right. you heard her, her children. You know what I mean? And so she's going to pull her children from another um, from another uh, uh, dimension, I believe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's going to have her family. You know? Yeah. And so the thing is yeah. about um, Scarlet Witch is that she never really understood her power. She was just doing shit, you know? Right. Now right. she's going to be like matching up her wisdom. And that's going to be the thing that's going to be crazy in Doctor Strange 2 that comes out like in like two years or maybe. You know what? And that and that's what this show. This one season, did, that was one heck of a build up for Doctor Strange too. I'm ready. I'm yeah, ready oh, to yeah, see. You, you're ready now. I'm ready to see her and Wanda in, in Scarlet Witch in full form in Doctor Strange too. Now, right. Um, and it, obviously, this show. What I, what I loved about Wanda was that it was so unique for Marvel because they're going to get into like the more action beats now, but like like yeah. the, um. The, the the Winter Soldier and, and uh, uh, Falcon. <clears throat> yep, yep. So, Winter Soldier and Falcon, and Loki. Yeah, and so the, those. So, but this this show really was about grief, right? And so it was about like mm-hmm. dealing with each level of grief. And finally, she had acceptance. Like she had denial. She went from, like you know all the stages of grief. And so, yeah. so like this was one of those things where she actually um, created a stage in each step of her grief process and she finally got there. Now she's at, a diff- she's at another place to where she can actually grow, you know? So mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. dropped, I just dropped some bars for y'all. You can, you know, shout out to that. that. Be- yeah. You know, I've been doing, I do, I do this some time for time, you know, I'd give you colored vision and I'd also tell you <laughs> some bars, you know, that's what I do. But, uh, yeah, man. No, mercy. Someone, 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 please draw me a colored vision <laughs> with a with a kufi on. Something... <laughs> That's all I need in my life right now. Colored vision. You know, what I'm saying? when white oh, vision is man. just not doing it for you. Um. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. So yeah. And then we we get we're gonna see um, you know, the real uh Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. I was watching um, a YouTube clip afterwards, and because Monica has had many different names throughout her time in in, um, the Marvel comics, and one theory was that uh, because if you look back on, I forgot which episode, but when Monica goes back looking for her mother, um, there was a picture of her mom on the wall at Sword headquarters. Yeah, and in initial, and it had her nickname as Photon. Yeah, that's and that's actually her nickname in the comics, Photon. So I'm wondering if are they going because we've already branded Captain Marvel? Are we going to call make her the new Captain Marvel, or are we going to call make her Photon going forward? Well, there's going to be Marvel's going to actually in the Captain Marvel two um, movie. They're going to bring in Miss Marvel. Um, right. And also going to bring in, you know, obviously Monica. So there's going to be like mm-hmm. essentially like three Marvel in that one movie. Um, in that one. Yeah. So three strong, strong women coming together. Yeah. <laughs> However that looks, you know, but um, 
So there's going to be, you know, there's, there's a opportunity for that. Um, and right. you know, her story just kind of, this kind of was her origin story and we don't even know the limits of her powers right now. Like it's right. Kind oh, of, it's just in the surface. Yeah. Yeah. We just kind of have an idea, but I think they're, they're holding, keeping their powder, powder dry on that one. So, all right. So yeah, thumbs up. Shout out to, to, um, to the WandaVision. I loved, like I said, this show, like it, Marvel took a risk by not making the action, 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 but really just kind of developing it and making a character study on grief. And that just shows you Marvel is they're confident in their IP. Like they don't have to do everything conventional. They can, they can create in different aspects. So I'm, I'm, it, it, and they keep it moving forward. You know what I mean? They're like, it's not going to be season two. You know what I mean? They don't, right. they don't need it season two. No, nope, uh, that's what they, they, they titled it season finale for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Or series that finale. Or series finale. Yeah. Series finale. Yeah. yeah. Series finale. Cause they don't need, they don't need, and just, I'm sure like with Falcon and the winter soldier, that's going to be a series finale. They, they're moving, they move yeah. shit forward. They don't, they don't go back, you know? Right. So, all right. Speaking of, speaking of going back, speaking of going let's, back, let's go to the main event. Oh shit! <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let you get your shit off first, cause I no, no, no. I feel like you got a different opinion than I do on this, and I'm gonna ride uh, out on this motherfucker so bad. So I just need you to get your shit off. All right, all right. Let me go first. Then let me go first. I'll I'll, I'll be the 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 glass half full motherfucker at first. Oh, okay, okay. So listen. <sighs> Coming to America, two again, whatever they call it. Coming to America, two the electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, I was entertained. Oh shit! Really? Okay. Is it a good movie? No, it's not. It's not a man. That was a really good film that I want to watch again and watch on repeat like I watched the first one. Nope. Did I sit there for an hour and a half on a Friday afternoon in the comfort of my home, and was I entertained like any other movie I would have watched during that time span? Yes. I was. I chuckled. I I laughed at a few parts. Okay. It was entertaining. Okay. It was, was the storyline very predictable? Yes. Okay. Within the as soon as you figured out the plot of the movie, the story uh, the, of the story, you're like, oh, okay, I see where this is going to end up. Like, all right, this is pretty self-explanatory here. Yeah. Um, very uncomfortable how they set it up. Um, so male rape. That's that's <laughs> that was that's odd. What we're doing. That was odd. That That's what we're going. That was an odd, odd artistic choice, but keep going. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. okay, all right, we're gonna lead off with male rape. Okay, okay, okay. All, right. Gotcha. all right, gotcha. Um, visually, look pretty cool. Artistic wise, look pretty cool. Um, I want all right, all right, visuals of it. Let's. I wanted to ask you. How did you feel about it? How it looked on screen? Just the 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 attire, the uh, the landscape. And I'm coming from a sense where we've seen Wakanda, mm-hmm. and we've seen how amazingly aesthetically beautiful Wakanda was. Yeah. 
was Zamunda a step backwards for you, or did you not even look that deep into it? Oh, I looked at a lot of things, my brother. <laughs> when you are a colored vision, you you look at a lot of things, and uh, you know I'm gonna look, keep going, bro, because I I just I I wanted ride out, and I just okay okay, but all I did right. I, I peeped it all, but keep going. Okay, keep going. all right, so 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 for me, um, I thought it it looked cool. But after seeing Wakanda, it didn't look as cool as it could, it should have been. Um, I think the way, I think they did downplay African culture a little bit and made it a little more Neanderthalish in a sense. Um, especially with the scenes outside, um, in, in Zamunda. I would have liked to see more of like a more developed country. Oh. This supposed to be such an amazing, thriving country. I would have liked to see more development outside, but maybe you didn't have the budget for that, like you have for Wakanda. Fine. Okay. That, that's fine. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. But from a just pure comedic sense, just a comedy, just a run of the mill comedic Philly movie. It's fine. It's okay. You know what? It's okay. It it. You know what? In, this is what I this is what I wanted to say to you stop, about this. Stop the cap. Keep I listened to your podcast. I listened to the episode with your barber. What what's my man name again? Dave. Dave Tabanero. Dave. Right. Yeah. I listened to y'all do the top ten list of Eddie Murphy movies. This ain't making that. Good. I'm putting it on the. I, it's better than Norbit. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Boy, that was you felt that in your soul. <laughs> Damn, you felt that deep in your soul. Colored vision. Yeah, God. man. Shit. You know that was better than Norbit. <sighs> this motherfucker. It was better than. What else? What else did y'all have at the? At the bottom of the list I, for, for for Eddie Murphy movies. Distinguished gentleman. Yeah, depending on your taste, it may be better. I, I would argue it could be better than Distinguished Gentleman. I'd rather put fucking Shrek or damn, or, <laughs> you know, one of the motherfucking Dr. Doolittle bitches in there. Anyway. Keep going. I'm not. I'm. This, I'm gonna let you get your shit off because I'm. About, I'm definitely throwing up some Kobe numbers. Go, keep going. <laughs> so, you just, so I'm just jailing Rose in this bitch. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Like, I'm, I'm. Yeah, motherfucker. Listen. Keep going. You ready to drop? You ready, you ready to drop eighty one on my head? Yeah, okay. Dog, right. Listen. Go ahead, Toronto. So, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm defending Drake on on this pod today. I don't know yeah. how in the, the Drake the Drake fan base, but yeah, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, all right. So for, again, like I said last week, if I would have paid money to go to a theater to make a whole event, a date night out of this with my wife, I would be just as hot as you are. I would be very, very disappointed. Uh-huh. For a Friday afternoon, and, and I told you before, like I went into this movie with very minimal expectations. I knew it was not going to be coming to America one. Yeah. I knew that it was not going to be a blockbuster film. Yeah. 
this is going, it should have never been recreated. It should have never been remade. Yeah. They actually threw shots at it, it themselves in the movie yeah. and called themselves out, yeah. which I thought was well played. Um, so yeah, I went into the movie with very low expectations. I actually had my um, work computer open while the movie was on, did a couple of emails while watching the movie, and got a couple chuckles out. It was a little comic relief for an hour and a half. Cool. You played out the storyline. All right. So be it. I'm never going to go back to it. But hey, it gets an average run-of-the-mill comedy score from me. Okay. So there you have it. And I will still put it over Norby okay. on the top 10 Eddie Murphy list. Okay. Shrek, Shrek's taking that spot. Go ahead. Anyway. Uh, it's, it's better than Shrek. So goofy ass. Motherfucker, okay. this is not better than Shrek. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not a Shrek fan. Okay. But what is it? Okay. All right. You, you done? You done? You done, Jalen? Go, go go for it, Cole. All right, go thank for you. It. So, um, let's start off with the things I did appreciate about the movie. Okay. Um, I did love the the costumes. Very nice gowns. Okay. Yeah. Very okay. nice, very nice gown. Shout out to Aretha Franklin. Uh, it was, mm-hmm. it was, you know, I I would wear some of the stuff they were wearing in there. Definitely. That's. And that's where I'll leave that. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Now we can get into what I didn't like about the movie. Um, listen, listen, if you can see me, listen, I just took a swig of water and I almost spit it in my phone right now. God damn. You let, you let Toronto get one three pointer up, huh? <laughs> Jesus, Kobe. Mamba, go for it. All right. So, listen, I never expected this movie to be great. I never expected right. it to be good. I even, and then when I saw the the previews and trailers, my expectations were even lower. And motherfucker, it couldn't even make the meet the fucking low jump. It couldn't even get over the bar of like lowered expectations. I was just <laughs> like, fuck. Like, it was almost like. To me, I looked at the movie, I wouldn't even give a fuck if it wasn't funny, which it wasn't, but I didn't like how they fucking devalued what that movie meant, and that's where I had a problem with it. Okay. They devalued coming to America. To come to America in black culture, in one of the preeminent black films, but not because it was funny. Funny was, was a big part of it. One of the things that made Coming to America such a beautiful film is its representation and how it it projected black culture. It had the dichotomy of a black regal system that we never seen, right? And mm-hmm. comparatively to the black uh, success of capitalism in America with the McDowell's. And it showed that it showed how you know, one system like where McDowell was the king of his own castle, but then it showed like, no, this is what a real royalty looks like, you know? And it was, it was a fascinating play on that, but either way there was a, there was a class behind it and they weren't, they weren't over um, done with it. 
they didn't really make it to a, like it was a, you know, a teaching tool, but it was still a learning tool in of itself. And reason why the film didn't work in the, in the past, as far as critics were concerned, because it fucked up critics mind of like, and everybody like how we viewed Africa and how we viewed mm-hmm. black people. And that is what the beauty of that movie was. Like you think about 1988, man, and Akeem, you know, they, they even like the, the opening scene, they're coming in and they're coming over the mountain and, and there's a kingdom, a beautiful kingdom and everybody's dignified and regal, you know, and nobody was, it, it would just say strong presence from the, and it's like they caught you off guard and you're like, what the fuck am I getting ready to watch? Right. right. And even in that sense, they were still humorous. They still find humor in that in in the film, and you and you go all the way into America. It was still humor, like the scene of them, you know, introducing Akeem's first um, betrothed wife, you know, and you know it it was there was a there was the funny was that they came out with excuse me, excuse me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it was, but it wasn't over the top, but it was like funny. Like he, and you see the looks on their face. It was, everything was subtle. It was the subtle, yeah. it was subtle laughter that made it, right. it made loud impressions. It wasn't in your face comedy. It was in your face comedy, but it was subtle laughter. Everything was subtle. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they were going for the joke, but you, if, but you were intelligent enough to get the joke. Right. You know what I mean? You're intelligent enough to get the joke and like, wait a minute, what is this? And then it's like, oh, just give me out the way. And then let me let me present to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then she comes in like, God, she's your queen. And you know, and then like even that was funny. But it was right. like but but it was, but it was subtle jokes. It was a you're like, hey, what are the lyrics to that song? Like Yeah. Like, like Yeah. <laughs> you know, free of infection. Did it like, right. it was, like you know what I mean? But like but it was there was a subtle subtleness to yeah. the joke. Like we we're yeah. smart enough to get it. We we get it, you know. Right. Like, and then you transfer it over into like, <clears throat> you know, um, uh, uh, the father, you know, or excuse me, the the first of all, the his wife, <clears throat> the first wife, they fucked up the the uh, the, the history on that because. In this, in this one, she was a product of the kingdom of Zumunda, and her father was like a lead general, and he was dignified. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? She, right. was part of, she wasn't part of no, no fucking other country. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, and so it was like, that was like, so you go from that to fucking Wesley Snipes, who was a fucking mm. caricature, a war, a dancing fucking warlord. So his father was this dignified gentleman. And, you know, Wesley Snipes' character was him. Every time he 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 was uh, uh, just being a caricature for somebody, dancing in, he, every time he walked, he he was dancing inside, walk, dancing with walking in. It was like, what the fuck is this? What kind of damn, yeah. what kind of minstrel show is this shit? You know what I mean? Smiling and dancing every time. That don't even, that, that don't, first of all, that don't even make no fucking sense because that's not even how the, the original story went. So you fucked up on that already. You know, because again, the woman wasn't part of some make believe country of Nextonia. First of all, how lazy was that shit? The fucking, <laughs> you couldn't fucking think of a, we just talked about fucking West Coast Joe. You couldn't think of a fucking other name than Nextonia? 
Like that was the fucking that that shit went through rewrites. Nobody said, "Hey man, maybe we could just think of a fucking n- name." You know what I mean? We said, Zumunda. Maybe call it Tapunda. You know next what I mean? To yeah, next to- like next Don't so that's the fucking name of the country. <laughs> kind of, kind of, stu- but it was like. It's just it was so, it was hold on nah nah Jalen let me no, keep going real quick, real quick no no I'm, I'm I'm real quick so I put so little attention to this that I didn't even catch that was I didn't even hear that part that's how little attention I and how much I did not take seriously you and you this movie. you and the writers because the writers yes. the writers never <laughs> took any the, the the beauty of coming to America 1988. Was that the intentionality of every scene? Everything right. was meticulous right. and intentional. The way the the um, the roses people they bowed every time they um, they they let out the the um, the, the sprinkled roses on the ground. When into like, the room, into or, the room. Or the room. Mm-hmm. bro, like Mustafa, not Mustafa, uh, uh, King Joffrey Jafar, right? See, this fucking movie got me calling. They'll do Mustafa. See, I hate this shit. Um, like King Joffrey Jofer, like even when when he when he came into New York, it was like a fucking movie. Like dun 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 dun. Like this motherfucker came in. Like it was like cars and you know what I mean. Like they had the flag on top of the damn you know the um the hotel. The, no, on top of the hotel. Oh, yeah. The top of the hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like you know when royalty come show up, they, you know they change out the flags of each ho- of right. the hotel. That's actually I forget what the hotel's called. Um. And so, like, they had that shit. Like, they had the security and like, and then the, him stepping out on fucking roses. And you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, mm-hmm. what well, I didn't like how they devalued the regality of fucking King Joffrey Jofer and then Akeem, which I'll get into in a moment. But they devalued, devalued, um, devalued him as a character. Like, they made him a fucking caricature, man. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not the, sa- that's not the yeah. same jo- King Joffrey Jofer. You know what I mean? It was like the King Joffrey Jofer is not gonna want. I want a fucking funeral while I'm alive. You know, like, and I'm gonna die in front. Of it. it was like the fuck is what kind of silly shit is this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's not even the same character. You know, and so it was like it just it was just silly. You know what I mean? It was silly. The whole fucking thing was silly. And then and then you go into Akeem. It's not the same character, Akeem. The other Akeem was a learned, well thought out man, right? This Akeem was right. fucking just haphazard, just doing shit. Nothing, right. nothing made fucking sense to him. Nothing made sense. This motherfucker was just like he, he was just doing shit, you know. And like the other one was a methodical person, the way he operated. You know, this one was just like uh, I got to set. Oh, fuck, I'm gonna run, run to America. Uh, let me let me let me, uh, let me go fucking uh, uh, approach him in fucking Middle Times Square. Uh, let me. Uh, it was like it was just like. It was just like it was just fucking. What is it? What the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is going on with this character? You know, I'm not even gonna tell my wife. I'm just gonna fucking go. You know what I'm saying? Like the same man who fucking took his time to court this woman didn't want to tell her who he was because he wanted to treat, he wanted to make sure that she she saw him for his character and for he who he was. This fucking picks up in a plane to go leave to go search for a fucking son he's never met. And then bring him back and his mom back to the house. It was just like, there was, and then the thoughtfulness of the character in 1988 regressed in 2021. And I know yeah. that was the whole point of it. Like he's not, he's, he's like his father, but his father, his father had a better character arc. 
in 2000, in 1988. Because even at the end, he softened up. You know what I mean? Because of right. because of Akeem's mother. Right. And she was a reason for him. Right. And so he his character had a had a uh, even in itself had a complete arc. So for him to go from that to go to regress to being like, oh, you couldn't even have a son. You couldn't even have a, like, it was just like, the fuck is, and it, you know what it felt like? It felt like a movie that didn't understand why number one was funny, why number one was <clears throat> successful. Like, because Eddie was a part of the culture in 1988. He knew. He was part of yeah. the culture. And it was distinct. He, he was palatable. You know, he could do right. a soul glow, but why was soul glow funny? They didn't. They didn't have to be silly with the fucking with the with the hair and shit like that. But it was funny because we got we got it. We got the joke. We got the joke right. with the with the hair being on the imprint of a couch. We got that. You know what I mean? It was little nods. It made shit just laugh. You know what I mean? It was little. Yeah. It was little nods to where Louis Anderson's character like one day I'm gonna get on the fries. That was like it was just like we get it. Like you're talking about the absurdity of fucking capitalism. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, we get it. Like you know, the absurdity of fucking McDonald, McDonald's and McDowell's. You know what I mean? Like we get the shit. It was a lot of absurdity in that. Right. You know, and it was like it was very layered. Everything was so layered, and you can find the humor in that shit. And that's what made the movie so fucking funny. Right. You know what I mean? Like we can find the humor. Mm-hmm. We can find the humor in Randy. Like now there were some outwardly funny parts of Randy Watson. You know what I mean? But like even the the you know the the only one person clapping in the crowd, like everybody was kind of like over him. You know what I mean? And him walking yeah. off the stage, you know, because he like it was just the obnoxiousness of it all, of that part, you know. But it was like a whole movie of fucking Randy Watson scenes. That's <laughs> that's what that's what it, it was a whole fucking movie of Randy Watson scenes. Yeah. And what I don't like is how they made Africa look devalued. I definitely didn't like that. It was like, I, like we still doing this shit. Like, y'all, like have y'all fucking been to Africa? Have y'all seen pictures of Africa? They're literally skyscrapers. They had so you. Did a, yeah, that that stood out to me. Like, like you played into some col- yeah colonial shit of fucking with white people, not white people, but like how Americans fucking you know were projecting before we've all got Google how Africa yeah. is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then you played into that dumb shit. By fucking like, yeah. so McDowell's, McDowell's is just literally in the middle of a fucking nowhere. It's not in a mall. It's not like, it's not in, in any fucking building. It's just fucking existing in the middle of a field. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it was just like, what the fuck is it with, with zebras running all around this shit? Like it, to me, it should, it would have been better for Akeem to be like, even if he would have came back to, to Zumunda. Like, hey, the things I've seen. If you if you wanted to go that route, be like all the progression from what Zumunda was in thirty years, how it developed, how it was developed. Mm-hmm. But the fucking country was still like backwards. Like, dog, the point we had fucking Wesley Snipes army just marching into the fucking uh, into those throne room with weapons, threatening the fucking king, dancing it's like you were the, dancing into the fucking into the damn place. <laughs> the shit was like it was like not even the same fucking world. It wasn't the same world. Everybody in fucking part one was like, like regal and wealth. Like this one was like, everybody was just silly as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, I didn't like, here my thing is where the fuck is Akeem's army at? Motherfuckers is marching into the damn throne. <laughs> 
Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, motherfuckers yeah. just marching in, you know, just whatever. Threatening the fucking kid. It was just weird, man. This shit was fucking, and I know I'm, I'm going deep with it, but what I'm saying is it devalued what that is. And so for me. The brand. The brand is right. tarnished. Right. Painted. Right. The brand is painted now. What it showed Agreed. me, what it showed me is that Eddie Murphy is like where in 1988, he was still part of that culture. His foot was still on the ground. He is so far removed mm. that he was doing things that were antiquated. Like even the whole playing up with his, his daughter, like I would love to loved a better relationship with the daughter. Like his best move was to fucking go put somebody he's never met on the throne for his kingdom. Right. To run his kingdom instead of his daughter. Like what kind of dumb shit was that? Like, I don't even get, like, I understand, like, oh, he finally got to that place. But, like, it would have been a better argument to where Akeem would have went to his father and be like, I've been advocating on behalf of my daughter. You know yeah. what I mean? And let me yeah. work on, and there, there, you could have you could have layered it better. But, like, it was, just, it was uncomfortable for me to watch that shit. Like, it was just uncomfortable. Like, yeah. this, this man is literally just fucking say, oh, yeah, fuck my daughter. Fuck my, my firstborn. Or fuck my daughter. You know? I don't give a fuck about what, what how she feels about shit because I got to fucking it like and it just occurred to him like oh yeah I could change the rules mm-hmm. the f- like nigga didn't you fucking get the fucking rules when you when you were fucking like to marry Lisa that shit just occurred to you <laughs> at twenty one at twenty one years old twenty one years old like that shit, you just had the fucking epiphany now right right I just was like man I just I didn't understand. I didn't understand, man. I was confused. I was confused by it all. I didn't understand like what what happened to that character. Like yeah. I, I like I said, you could have found the funny without being abs- so absurd. You could right. you could have found the funny, you know. And were there some touching moments? Yes, between the si- old the the older brother and the sister and all that. You know, there were some touching moments, but like just the chasing of lions and the fucking. You know, yeah, I didn't need that. Yeah, you know, and, and the dancing warlord. It was like, what is this? It was just like, this is dumb, man. This is dumb. Yeah. You, and it's like you, you devalued. You took away from something that was so special from black people. That's where I was. That's why I was hurt. I was broken hearted by this shit. For and that, I agree. I definitely agree. You should have left it alone. You devalued the brand, and you're right. You're right. They. It was a very um, on the surface, no layers whatsoever. Just a typical run-of-the-mill comedy movie. Um, if it wasn't, this is such a tough question because I don't even know if I can ask this because we you can't rewrite history. Right. If this was a standalone movie. How would you feel about it if it? But it's hard to say that, like, because we know the characters. What, we know the characters. Yeah, we know the characters. So it's, that's an unfair question. It's an unfair it's question hard. because we know the fucking. It's yeah. like if they come back with Black yeah. Panther two, and they just change right. the fucking whole characterization, the shit they built like in two thousand eighteen. They come back in two thousand twenty two, and these motherfuckers are not even acting the same. They yeah, just, they just fucking just on some silly shit. You be like, well, that ain't even fucking how you left us. You left us in a different place. Now you fucking coming back and you, you know, you shucking and jiving and, you know, and, and acting silly and all that. And it's like, what? Like Lisa, Lisa, like dog, whatever ever happened to her sister? 
Lisa said, I haven't had friends here since I left. So Lisa been a prisoner? She can't go back home? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck happened to her sister? You know, like, it was like, it was just, it was weird, man. The shit was weird. And I didn't understand why they made it that way. Like, why you do that? You know, why, like, just why? Why, just why? why you do why, that? Why? And, yeah. and I can tell Eddie didn't think about this script because I remember I was reading it um, that Eddie Murphy was they, when they were working this workshopping the script script for a few years. They were at first Tracy Morgan was going to be his son, and then it was Arsenio Hall that kept saying like I don't think he want to do that because Tracy's as old as you. But that just shows you yeah. how like out of touch, out of touch out of- he is. Because why yeah. would why would Tracy Morgan even, why would that even be your fucking first thought? That'd be like you, me and you making a movie and be like yeah Rob's going to be my son in this movie. People be like, people be like, yo, Rob looks older than you, motherfucker. <laughs> Rob's taller than you. He's like, he don't even look. What the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about, Kamar? Like, like, right. you know right. what I mean? Like, it just, it just, there's no, there was no thoughtfulness. The same way there was thoughtfulness in every scene, and was in intentional in every scene in '88. It was haphazard. Yeah, and it showed you yeah. in the making of this movie. It was just haphazard, man. You know what I mean? Like. Just the goofiness of it all, you know. It was just it was weird, like shake weight shoulder, the shoulders doing shake weight, and you know what I mean. And it was just like, oh my god, that yeah, that was dog. It was just like, what is happening? What is happening, man? I, you know what they could have done? They could have done an evaluation for. So we've seen in the 30 years black wealth in certain sectors increase. Let's say we just talked about Jay-Z, right? Mm. There could have been a conversation about celebrity, you know, because we have, we lack the ability in, in America to see royalty. So we, we put royalty on the Obamas. We put royalty on Jay-Z and Beyonce. We put royalty on Will, Will and Jada, right? Because our, our concept of royalty is so disconnected. You know what I mean? And there could have been a real honest evaluation of society, American society's ideal of royalty and what really what real royalty is, right, right. That, that would have been a fucking phenomenal movie with jokes inside right. that. You know what I mean? Like, why are rappers like? It could have been like, well, why are rappers your fucking considered royalty? That's not royalty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. fuck is a what the fuck? Why why are entertainers considered royalty? That's not royal. Why are the Obamas considered royalty? Oh, I get it, but you know they're they're not royalty. Royalty is lineage. Royalty is is the way you operate your bloodline. Royalty. This is where you. This is how. This is what royalty is. We have been so disconnected with the idea of royalty that we forget that shit and we we impart that on things on the popular. And that's where this movie could have really moved the needle and still been funny, because it would have been subtle in the com- in the comedy. And I would have taken a movie that I didn't laugh one fucking moment if it would have given me something substantive. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I got was a dancing warlord. I got Coming to America 2, the electric boogaloo. That's what the fuck I got. <laughs> dancing soldiers. I got fucking them singing fucking Prince. Dog, the first movie was, was wild because we didn't even, they were doing the, the, the introduction. We talked about the scene with the, with the, with the um, Introducing a wife, we didn't even realize yeah. they were fucking doing thriller. 
until right in midway till well, like, well hold up are they fucking doing the thriller sh- oh fuck damn it was so it was it was subtle it was on it wasn't so on the new on the nose you know what i mean it wasn't so on the nose but this let one, me ask you yeah is is there a space where we can have both the the satire and the more layered in the more layered films like the original coming to America like Black Panther? Um is yes. there a world where we can yes. have both? Yes, you know but, what? But but let's but the but and yes, I agree we can, but you're saying don't put them on, don't put them under the same branding though. Yeah. That no, nope. what I what I'm saying is you can make a goofy movie. Right? Mm-hmm. Like let's talk about a movie that's goofy, like Step Brothers. Step Brothers is fucking goofy as hell. Right. Right? But even in Step Brothers, there's some outlandish shit and then there's a subtlety of the fucking comedy, right? Right. There's some subtle right. shit is like that Will Ferrell does if you're like, yo, that shit's just funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, just, it's just like the absurdity in the simple shit. Like, in Coming to America, the first one, the absurdity of, you know, uh, you think I should you think I should ask for a million dollars? Yeah, why, you know, why not? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Why not a million right. dollars? Like, it was just, but it was funny. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was funny. Like, oh, I cannot believe it. You know? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, like that. And then who, oh, just some men I met in the restroom. You know what I mean? Like, just, and just walked away. It was just, it was subtle, subtly. You know him walking, giving you know um, the Duke's money. Mortimer, Mortimer, we're we're back. Like you know what I mean? Like there was yeah. there was funny subtlety in the fucking movie. Audiences are smart enough, and what I didn't like is that they devalued black viewers. Like we're not we're, like we're not smart enough to fucking get the joke, so we got to make this mm. shit so damn silly. That's what I didn't like. Right. You, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. Do that shit. You know what I mean? You didn't have to do that shit, man. Like I just read, you just should have kept the shit off. Make another fucking movie. You know, it was so on, like the fucking the uh, clear branding. Oh, Pepsi. Oh, Crown Royal. Oh, it was like Ciroc. It was like it was just. It is like I. Don't, they didn't know what the fuck they just want. It was like a cash grab movie. That's what. It, yeah. That's what the shit was. It was a cash grab movie, and they devalued it because it was an obvious cash grab. Yeah, and I I don't. I mean, I agree. I agree with you from day one. I was like, why are they rebranding this? Why are they coming out with the two immediately? That that was the implication. It was a cash grab. Didn't need to be done. Um, and you no, you're right. You're right. Like, and I just temp- I just completely tempered my expectation. And that's why I completely tempered my expectations because everything that you just said. I knew was about to happen as soon as I saw the preview. I knew, but I didn't know it was like, and I was disappointed in Eddie because you are, you are supposed to be the fucking like gatekeeper to this shit. Yeah, you and started it. You, you, you started, started it. You know what I mean? Like you were the gatekeeper, and you let you fucking let motherfuckers like, come in like, and then just devalue the Wakanda shit. Wakanda came from y'all. Like Wakanda. Yeah. Well, technically not. People. Technically not, not. No. Not technically not, but. Yeah. As far as some of the visuals in in aspects of how it was to be presented on the big screen, right. I'm sure at some point in the thought process, along with you know what was already written in the comics and everything, 
I'm sure at some point in the thought process in that writer's room and in that director's room, it was, hey, you remember in Coming to America when? Right. Hey, you remember that scene in Coming to America when they were in the in the in the uh, in the castle in in Zamunda? You know, you 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 would think that in the writers of Black Panther that when they wrote when they wrote Wakanda, there were some memories of Zamunda inside well, of that. Well, they were very, and you could tell in, in Black Panther they're very cognizant of imagery and what this what this meant. Like Chadwick, sure. Chadwick said, like in in God rest his soul, he was like, um, it was very important for me that Black Panther did not have a British accent, and he said he mm-hmm. fought he fought against that. Marvel with it in prison, like no, he's got to have British. It's like no, that means he's he his dialect needs to sound like he's not he has not been infiltrated by colonial thinking. You know what I mean? His dialect needs to show that the way he talks, the way he walks, the way he thinks, he, he has been created in an environment of elite black, you know, futurism. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So every the way they operate, they operate in their own sphere. Right. And that's like the intentionality of it. Like, you know, while I, I do give credit for the coming to America too, Electric Boogaloo, for you know, making sure they're the daughter speak, spoke with an accent and those were fine. Those were great things. I would say that the, the daughters were actually well thought out, developed characters. They weren't developed actually. characters. They were, they were thought out, but they weren't developed because I would love to see yeah. more interaction we between them. More of them. Yeah. For, correct. Correct. Like, correct. You know what I mean? Because, like, because honestly, the oldest, the oldest daughter was giving me like Shuri or yeah. Malaje kind of vibe. Right. But you're right. But they did they did not get nearly enough screen time to the point where they gave a um, a hairstylist a, a, yeah. a barber more screen time than the daughters. Right. They gave yeah. a cosmetologist, which no shot, no disrespect to cosmetologist, but they gave a cosmetologist sure. more sure. character. And even then, she, her her character was very was limited. Like, but it was just like, but it was it was just weird. It's a weird, like you said, they started off the movie on some weird shit like male rape. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I was just on some mail like, oh, okay, we doing that. You know, hey, this mean? is where we're going. All this right, is, cool. All right, right all right, yeah. cool. This is <laughs> this is how we doing it. You know what I mean? Like, dog, the, he had Akeem running through the fucking streets of New York all sweaty. Where the fuck is Akeem security? This motherfucker, <laughs> just, this motherfucker just running in the streets. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Looking like he just ran a marathon, looking all sweaty. That ain't fucking regal. You know right. what I mean? Like, it, just, right. it wasn't well thought out. You know, like this motherfucker is just out, just out here, dog. Like this dude just running up and dog, think about it. This motherfucker approaches his son in the middle of New York at night, talking about I'm your father, and then son's like, oh, oh okay, that's okay, not, let's roll. That shit yeah. no. That's not how New York. New York be like, man, if you don't get the fuck out my face, like, you know, right. what I mean? you know, and it's like there was no development. It was just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Let me bring you back home. You know, then then he goes to the mom. Oh, show him the bag of money. Oh, hey, got money. Oh. Okay, we go, we go, we go to Africa with this strange man. We don't fucking know anything about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, the mom recognized him, but it was just like, it was just, it's weird, man. This shit was just fucking weird. I just, I, I didn't like it, man. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, I absolutely get it. Nah, no argument here. Yeah, I you mean, know? I didn't. I think that's what would it it broke my heart too much to even laugh i couldn't find a humor even in the parts where there could have been some humor i couldn't because, even, it because broke, of how disappointing 
it was because the imagery just broke my heart. You right. know what I mean, like I, I just I couldn't even fucking laugh, laugh at the shit. It was just like the fuck, man. Like, why you do that to my shit, man? You know what I mean? Like, why right. why you do that to my shit? That that'd be like mm-hmm. that'd be like fucking Jay Z going back and making Reasonable Doubt too. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and and then putting fucking Zaytoven on the beats. <laughs> Justin Bieber on the hook. Yeah, you know what I mean? Fucking t- Bryce, Bryson Tiller on the fucking hooks and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the thing. Like they 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 were so imaginative, unimaginative. They try to do beat for beat on fucking the same movie that like, you couldn't even think. Yeah. Of, you couldn't even do some different shit. You know what I mean? You couldn't even do some different shit. Like it'd be like, shout out to Soldier Boy. You'd be like, same same fucking flow, beat for beat, line for line, word for word. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, mm-hmm. they just, it was like, what the fuck are y'all doing, man? You know, so I mean, I said, yeah. man, I wrote out on it. I'm sorry. I just I went for like mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes on this shit. But, you did. It's all good. It's you know, all good. But I had to get out of vent. I was venting, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know that some people listening be like, I like that shit, man. You come on, you too hard. You don't like nothing. You got a bad attitude and everything. I mean, like, man, listen. When you're a colored vision, you th- you just think about shit <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> Than a lot of motherfuckers do, man. And so, see the world differently as colored vision. As colored vision, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to get off that black and white shit. Get on the colored vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Let's go. Uh, there it is. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I mean, did I miss anything? Or did, I, did or did you? Was there any pushback you want to give me? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> shit. Because I mean, look. The reality is everything that you said is true. Everything that you said is true. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just how you wanted to approach the movie. Like, um, you you went in there, you went into the movie and approached it as, Hey, this is my brand, this is the brand that set the standard for um black and African culture on a major film basis. Right. And um and you just kind of killed my childhood, right? Not even childhood. You killed fucking. Not, you took a shot at because my childhood ain't the shit, bro. My childhood. Yeah, you secure. killed the culture. You killed. You, yeah. you tried to kill the culture, bro. You you, smir- you tried no, to kill no, the no. You besmirched the culture. That, that's a better word for it. There you, you a, go. You put a stain on something that didn't need to be. That didn't that need to didn't fucking. Need to yeah. That was flawless. It was flawless. Yeah. You you put a stain on that shit, and you you yeah. you didn't add no fucking layers to it. You didn't fucking. You just put a fucking big old iron print, like fucking mm-hmm. rusty iron print on my fucking shit. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I it didn't add value. Wesley Snipes' character didn't add no value to the movie. It really didn't. He really didn't. You know what I mean? The grinning, singing, you know, dancing fucking war warlord. You know, like he, no no value. Tiana Taylor's character added no fucking value. Like they could right. they could have broke some shit down to where like, you know, like I, it could she could have been more nefarious. Like oh yeah yeah I'm gonna marry this man, but you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to run up run game on him and. You know, I'm gonna go in with like, oh, whatever you like, but in reality, Dad, it's on some other shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, give her some more fucking meat. But her character was still like, y'all still on that shit? Whatever you like, you know, yeah. whatever you like, you still on that shit? You know, like that. It's just the character makes no fucking. It made no sense. There was no growth. That's what it was. There was no growth from anything. Right. It, it was regression. Regress. Yeah. Regress, y'all were y'all went behind 1988. Y'all didn't even go. Y'all didn't even go 89. Y'all went 87, 86, 84. Y'all were on some 1972 dis- characterizations and shit, and I don't understand why. 
which makes me wonder who the fuck was writing in that movie. So, <laughs> funny you mention that. So, the director of the film is a white man. I, I, yeah, I, okay. His name is Craig Brewer. Okay. Craig Brewer. Um, Craig is known for other great black films as Hustle and Flow. Okay. Black Snake Moan featuring Samuel Jackson. Um, Dolomite is my name, so I guess he has a little history there with Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, in the wonderful uh, Fox show Empire. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so that's Mr. Brewer, um, who was the director for this film, Mr. Craig Brewer, in some of his other notable films within the culture. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, shit, Hustle and Flow, cool. Hustle and Flow, Black Snake Moan. Yeah. In it. Empire. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, who are the fucking writers in the movie? Uh, let's see. Screenplay. Kenya Barris. Um, oh, that, Kenya be- that fucking makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That motherfucker, yeah. you know, that this movie definitely was African ish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't fucking call Coming to America ish. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, in the pie right there. <laughs> African ish. It was fucking African ish. Coming, com- coming to America ish. Coming to America ish. That is the name of this movie. Yo, man. Yo, I might name the pod that shit. There you go. Coming to, to America. America. Yeah. Coming to America. That you've got your title for the pod. Yeah, coming to America ish. You know? Yep. <laughs> Kenya Barris, David Sheffield, and Barry Blostein. Blostein, Blostein, yeah. yeah. Blostein, whatever. Yeah, David Sheffield is a white man, 73 year old white man, also. And Barry is a 66 year old white man. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. There you go. There it is. That, that a lot of it tracks. Yeah, a lot of it tracks. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. The shit was is. You know what? When you when you when you put two and two together, you get twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> when you put two and two together, you get twenty two. <laughs> oh, you know? So that shit makes sense. Uh, it all makes. It now, makes that's... sense. It all makes sense. Two and two makes twenty-two. So, it all makes sense. You know, like message. Uh, so, listen, man. I'm yep. not even. I'm. I'm. I'm done. Like, yeah. we, can, we can end it on that shit. Uh, you know, I know we we took a little longer to get to this point, but um, it's all good, bro. Like, it's all good. It's all good, man. Yeah. Hopefully, they don't fuck up. Black Panther two. I don't know, man. Well, I, now, 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 yeah, yeah. I, you yeah, know what? Yeah. I trust Marvel's not going to do that shit. I just I Marvel's have, not going to do that because if Feige, I trust Feige. I, I trust him. I trust Feige more than I trust Kenya Barris. <laughs> <laughs> I know that much. 
Cut the pot. <laughs> I know that fucking much. <laughs> Yeah, with that, let's ride out. All right, with that, yo, we're going to ride out. Yo, everybody, yo, please subscribe. Please like this podcast. Leave commentary, man. And I hope we didn't piss you off too much by dunking on your fucking movie. And uh, (laughs) thank you all for rocking with us, man. Pop Culture Cleanser Part 2, Electra Boogaloo. (laughs) Coming to America-ish. We out, man. (laughs) Peace. Peace.